let me also say, while I'm just getting messy on this podcast this week, hell of a year for the NFL to add a game. Hello, baby idiots. Welcome to sports. And yeah, it's a term of endearment because I called myself it just moments before we started recording this podcast. I said, I made a mistake, but it wasn't a big mistake. I'm not an idiot. I'm just a baby idiot. And so are you, my baby idiots. Welcome to this podcast, the one that ends with a question mark. But you know what it starts with? A question. I'm Katie Nolan. He's Travis. Hello, non-idiots. <laughs> Don't suck well, up. Listen, you said hello. Basically, you basically <laughs> said hi to yourself. You think that they're infallible? You think that think all people are, are infallible? People. They're baby idiots. It's the nicest thing you can say. Because to call them not idiots is to lie to their face. And but I now won't you call do them that. a baby too. She's Christina. <laughs> Hello. Hi. And this is today's question. Actually, before this is today's question, I have like a bunch of good ones, and so I didn't know which one to pick. Do you wanna? Do you want? Which one should we start with? Hi, Katie, Christina, and Travis. This is Nate and Mary. So we have been a a team of two on a um, trivia, uh, Zoom trivia night that we would not have known anything about had it not been for your podcast. Um, They're sort of rounding things out, and the last uh, trivia night that they'll be doing over Zoom is this coming Wednesday, and we would absolutely love it if you would consider joining our team. We're called the Hurl Scouts. Um, We've won twice out of all all of the trivia nights that we've done together, um, and we would really, really love to invite you to participate with us. Because Jay says he might not do it for a while, and I thought it'd be fun. <laughs> so if you want to join us. And we have a blast, and we know how much you love trivia. Yeah, and it's last time, and, you know, not to put you in a spot, but it'd be great. <laughs> We're all right. <laughs> we do pretty well. We're very fast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do it. We'll be wearing that. Well, you'll be wearing that. I will be wearing my hat. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, bye, bye from Philly. Bye from Philly. Love you, mean it. it. I mean, love you mean it as well. They were very excited. I love them. They were very I was I loved them too. I uh it's Wednesday. I think they're talking about today. Oof. So we're well, off the hook. Well, I don't we'll know see. if we're off the hook. I mean, what do we do? Because this podcast's not gonna come out till tomorrow. Had this podcast come out on Tuesday, as the Lord intended, we could have gotten ahead of this. <laughs> we could have gotten ourselves a new trivia team. We, we could have made some plans. plans Remember the last time I had plans? It was a very long time ago. So <laughs> the thought that I could have had plans and I don't is making me a little. Should we actively seek these people out? They invited us, but they really didn't give any information. There's really no other information. Where? Who do I speak to about this? Where do I go? How do I get in contact with you I mean, to join the every team? single commercial on TV now says for more information, go to website. And I'm always like, no one's going to that website. But with this, it's like, I could have used a website. Well, you do have their number. Well, what am I going to do, Travis? Call them? (laughs) You want me to phone them? Travis, would you like to call them up and say, hey, what were the exact details of the thing that you kind of half invited me to? Travis, you want to call them back right now? Give them a call, see what's up? I mean, I don't want to mess up the internet with then if I call, it gets on the internet, it messes well, up this. Turn your phone off the internet and then dial using your I'm in a basement, it gets bad reception. Wow, you mm. are just anti good content for the podcast. I see how it is. Huh. You, I'm trying to keep the content see how hard this is so it doesn't take hits. To make this podcast when I've got a producer who, when I'm like, hey, do you want to produce? He's like, well, I couldn't possibly. Well, I, I don't want to, you know. Well, I would, I, I would. I would, but I don't I want would. to. Christina, aren't you a producer would, of this I podcast? Yeah, but she didn't ask me. She asked you. Christina, do you want to call them and see what's up? 
Sure. Oh my God, you backed her into a corner, Travis. That was so mean. It was <laughs> well, that's so what Travis does. Travis doesn't want to do something, so he like flips it off of himself and mm. throws it onto someone else because he knows that no one wants to do it. That's but he doesn't want to do it. That's a spicy allegation. Are you going to let that stand, Travis? Defend yourself. I'm just waiting for her to call him. Wow, that's not defending yourself. That's defending. I don't have to defend. You're myself. just further proving my point of you didn't want to do it, so then you threw it Look, at me, I, knowing I that it's going to decide. Us. All right, stop bickering amongst the union. <laughs> Here's what's going to decide, Travis. Are you any good at trivia? I think so. I mean, you think mm. so for a lot of things. I'm going to need a more objective notion of your talents. But if I came out and said yes, you'd be like, well, you say yes to everything. You so how can we trust I, you? You make it sound like my only available answers are yes and no. You could say, like, I'm really good in this category, yeah, in this like, category. I I've suck got a, in I've got a minor in history. Obviously, I can do sports. Obviously. Uh, and then, you know, some music. Got you there. What are you bad at? Movies. Okay. Yeah, I'm bad at... Um, I used to go to trivia every wednesday you know before bars got shut down and now they're kind of opening everything back up again doing that but um i love trivia i think that i'm really bad at remembering names and faces of mm. celebrities or mm. famous people in general so when they have categories of like name the actress in this movie i can't remember i can remember the face i can't put the name to the face mm. I am anything to do with numbers, which is a lot. So years, Ooh, population yes, numbers, too. or stats, I am oh, you've lost useless me. at. Yep, so you've lost history me. is a struggle. Uh, but words, anything pertaining to words, uh, it's done. And anything pertaining to like storylines and pop culture, so like movies and Ooh, you know, yes. they always have like a current events. I'm pretty good at those. But if it's numbers, you're getting a blank stare from me. I remember once we got down to the like a playoff because we were tied for first in trivia and every team had to send one person up and my team stupidly, foolishly sent me. <laughs> and the question was like, what's the population of New York's of the greater New York City area? Oh, my God. By, I had no idea. I was off by millions. Uh, yeah, was, no idea. I have no idea. People ask me how many people went to my college. I'm like, at 30 to 300. I know there's a three. There were people uh, there. I, no clue. I just don't what have a What year was the War of 1812? 1812. But Look it kept going for a bunch of years. I got a War of 1812 question right on Jeopardy the other day because the question uh, or the answer, you know how it goes, was something like uh, the this treaty signed in 1815 was about which war? And I was like, um, the War of 1812? Who's buried in Grant's tomb? What's up? Who's buried in Grant's tomb? I would assume Grant, but, you know, stranger yeah, things yeah. have happened. Um, so anyway, yeah, dumb trivia, dumb history trivia like what Travis just, I can do that. If it's an obvious answer that can be worked out through logic, I can find it. Um, I'm very logical. Problem is numbers. <laughs> They're just too much. I also, I would say I'm really bad at music, like rock I'm and roll before the it. 90s. Oh, like I'm, I'm good at it. I can't Ooh, do, girl, I don't know any of that. That oh is, that gosh, is so far not it's, mine. Well, yeah, you weren't so even alive. So you can take that. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, well, yeah, yeah, but you, I mean, uh, you could still listen. No I can still elders. go back and listen, so but I still, there's no way I'll get any of that. Any, any music before yeah. the 90s, not getting. You know what? If you're ever in a situation where you're like, I think I know who this band is, but I don't know who, just write Psychedelic Furs. I think you'll get it right. <laughs> um, 
so I'm trying to decide if we are worth, if it's worth us reaching out to then make Christina make this call. I mean, I think we're covering every category here. I mean, Travis, are you sure you can handle like music and history and whatever you just said? I think we, I think the thing is you have just have enough of yours and then the other person, then you sprinkle in a little right, bit of sure. But I'm wondering, do you think we should try to help me make this decision and then we can move on to all the well, sports when is, we have to the, talk about today? The big thing is we need to know when it is. I think it's tonight. Then no, I, I can't do it tonight. Why? Because Why? Why I'm busy tonight with what you were you sent me a text from a pool today a well actually i mean <laughs> no i have another podcast to tape at 7 p.m tonight i texted travis and christina and i sent them a video of what's been going on at my apartment that i don't even really want to mention because it might have it has stopped and i hope it isn't going to start again but at 9 a.m today they started doing some really loud construction that i assume is just one man banging a wrench on a metal pole <laughs> it's exactly it's what all, it sounded like, like. dink dink <laughs> Dink, dink, all morning, nonstop. And it was still happening at like noon, whenever I texted you, two, one. And uh, and so it's yeah, now not hours. happening. But I texted that and Travis responded with, oh, yeah, this bird won't stop chirping in a picture of a pool, well manicured, all to himself. It's pretty annoying. Nice. If you ask it was me. rude. It was rude. <laughs> what it was was rude. Every time I open myself up. Travis is like, and dunk. And yeah, <laughs> he's like, oh, really? You have a really that. annoying, obnoxious situation? Well, here's this. I'm Your by life the pool. sucks. I'm having Mine a great time. Rules. I was going to take the podcast outside, but one of the neighbors was mowing. Then a couple people came over to use the pool, so then I had to come inside. Oh, oh you poor I'm thing. so sorry. Okay? Yeah. Are you doing okay? I think I'll survive. That's Travis's mental health I update. Hope so. Uh, all right, so are we going to text these people, call these people, or not? Like, what are we going to Well, we I abandon think- it? I think because Travis can't commit, I I would feel really bad if we said if we called them up to get you're all right, the details, right. only to say, "Hey, Travis has already said he can't make it." Travis but we want has the a prior commitment. Anyway. Travis can't make. It. <laughs> yeah, because what if they really just wanted me, and they're like, "Well, he's not going to be." Oh, yep, that's it. That is really Travis. That's really Jesus just wanting you. Christ. And if I say, "Hey, Travis can't make it," that'll ruin their plans. Mm -hmm. All right, well, waste of a voicemail then. Glad we talked about it. If you have a question you want us to (laughs) debate reaching out to you about and then we don't do that and also don't do the thing you called about and instead talk about trivia and birds and pools, you can always leave a voice message on our answering machine at 860-506-5571. Hi. Hello. Welcome to the friendly banter portion of the podcast. I'm being friendly and we're doing banter. What's up with you guys? Christina, below deck, where are we at? I just started season four, episode one this morning. Nice. I am so cruising proud of you. through this. I told you guys, after last week, whatever it was, last Monday or something, when I had just started season one, I was like, I, I can't be this far behind. So I have just now blown through three seasons. I'm so far addicted to this show. I have actively told my boyfriend that he's either watching it with me or he needs to leave me alone at night because That's I'm really binge funny. watching the crap out of this show. I'm addicted. Yeah, I do, we do that naturally as a household that I realize now maybe not everybody else does. Dan and I will like eat dinner together and watch something. It's usually Jeopardy, a couple episodes from the DVR. And then uh, I'll go into my room and either watch Below Deck or Dateline and like read the internet and stuff or play we'll play video games 
But yeah, I put, like so a- I posted on my Instagram story last night that we have two TVs in our bedroom. So I pop what? my AirPods in. Yeah, we have two TVs in our huh. bedroom. We're okay. This isn't a sound very weird. I'm a. I prefer to lay in my bed rather than on the couch to watch TV. I say that I'm not a couch person because I just don't find it comfortable. I'd much rather like cuddle into bed and watch TV. So we still want to hang out with each other. He wants to play video games with his friends. So on one TV, he's playing video games. I've got my my AirPods in and I'm watching Below Deck on the other TV. This is so weird. This is so weird, (laughs) but so cute. Together but alone. Uh, Mm -hmm. Fascinating. See, Dan's every time he wins, is, he turns around, we high five, and I oh, watch Blow Deck. It's awesome. It's awesome. That's sweet. Best Dan's problem worlds. is, and don't tell him I said that. Let's keep this between us. But Dan's problem is he cannot get into bed without falling asleep. Like, he, <laughs> it could be the middle of the day, and I'm like, let's get in bed and watch a movie. It's just like a change of scenery from sitting on the couch. And it's like, let's get in bed. And he's like, oh, I can't wait to out just yep. immediately asleep and he's also like a twitcher and a kicker and a pusher when he sleeps uh, so it just like ruins so it's just not peaceful yeah. experience and i'm like commenting on what's happening and he'll start he'll just slowly taper off responding and then i'm like <laughs> okay i'm watching tv alone now with an annoyance glad you joined bed. yeah yep. so it's i wish i wish that we could share a space uh and watch things but he is a sleepy sleepy boy with a hair trigger of falling he just right out can go from a wake to asleep in in one second flat when you guys are on watching tv in the living room are you someone that sits on the couch or are you always like lying on the couch i curl my legs up i I'm never like a, sit even in a i'm chair. always laying even in a chair well, oh yeah you've said this before even in a chair i put my legs up on it i don't like sitting with yeah i mean i'm not sitting ground. like you know like like proper feet on the ground circulation? kind of thing yeah No, I I either like, I guess it depends if like if we're sharing the couch, I'll kind of cuddle up with like my knees into my chest and like lean on the pillow or something. And or, you know, if he's sitting on the chair or something, I like, yeah, I like lounge out, you know, it just they're going to make a movie about how they have two TVs. And yeah, we cuddle up next to each other. And when he wins, we (laughs) high five and I watch my Bravo and he plays his video games. And then we do a little smooch on the nose. And you know what? It works. It works because it keeps him happy. I get to watch my like a relationship that I've always told myself is fake so that I don't have to hold myself to the same standard. <laughs> uh, but now here I have it confronting me in the flesh. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, Below Deck. So where are you Where are you at on the characters? Who do you like? Who don't you like? So I absolutely This will be over force... soon, by the way, if you hate reality Oh, yeah, yeah, TV. yeah. Just I... skip ahead five minutes. It'll be fine. Everybody who says that they hate the show, you're wrong. Below Deck <laughs> rules. And Captain Lee, I will not stand any slander he is okay. perfect i love him i want him to charter every single one of my boats i want him to be my captain forever love him kate she gets it done she knows exactly what she's doing i want her to do theme parties every weekend for me she's amazing um okay i didn't like amy at first the one who she was on for like back-to-back yeah, yeah, yeah. seasons yeah i didn't love her at first i came around on her yeah the third season with rocky and all the other crazy people <laughs> i really started to like amy because she wasn't the annoying one she was like crazy. the more yeah she was the more sane like okay yeah, when you like, put people in a situation uh where they're surrounded by people who are crazier than them they will normalize themselves out to being yes. the normal she like her first season i remember her creating this drama with uh one of of the other girls whose name I now forget who had slept with her boyfriend a million years ago and every Kat. time that girl yeah yes. every time that girl was like every time Kat was like what's up 
what are you mad at me about? She was like, nothing. It's nothing. And then behind her back was like, so it's this. And then when Kat called her out on it, she was like, why are you guys all talking about me? It's like, because you're not talking. If you're mad at her, tell her. If not, move on. But she was in this weird in-between. But then the season with Rocky, she was like, okay, this girl's clearly <laughs> Like, this girl's off, off her rocker. <laughs> so I'm going to just uh, associate myself with Kate, and I can become Kate's ally. And then they both were like, oh, look at that. We're actually friends. So it, it's like you'll create drama if there's none there. But if there's some there, then you tend to be like, I'm going to let that be the drama. Exactly. Well, Rocky creates here. drama all on her own. However, I was just telling Travis this before we started recording. I hate as a viewer when the two people that I hate most in reality TV team up and now they're best friends. I hate that. So Rocky has now teamed up with Leon, the chef of that season. The, do you remember how oh, Leon yeah, yeah. was so like, I'm going to cook he the food I jerk. want. Yeah. I don't really care. I'm on my own time. And Kate's like, what are you doing? And he was just like unnecessarily rude. Yep. Yep. Well, now Leon and Rocky are like BFFs. And she's and like, I don't know why Kate is being so yeah, mean to they you. Just and I'm talk like, empty oh, shit it's because you guys other. both suck. Yes, That's why. That's, it is very yes. frustrating because you're like, you're both wrong. And now you're trying to make each other feel like you're and right. And now you're because fueling you're each wrong. other's like yeah. hatred argument to fight what's right. Like, it's so annoying. I had a guy yesterday on Twitter tweet at me, I hope Kate gets better after season two because right now I can't see a world. I'm paraphrasing, but this was the gist of what he said, a world in which she's a decent human. And I was like, Whoa. what's up? Whoa. I mean, Kate is I, the best. I, would, I would hope that he was exaggerating in the way that people do when they talk about people on reality TV. Like, if you don't like her, I'm still perplexed, but I'm at least like, okay, you can dislike a person's personality. Ability to be a decent person, that to me was like, what do you mean? How would that be possible? She's uh, she's a little harsh. She uh, sure. tells it's the It's a cutthroat industry she's in. She doesn't, always, she doesn't always put sugar on things when she feeds it to you. But I She may not for, smile at you all the time. I think you know, the reason that? that I like her is because it's nice to see a female character that's just like, yeah, I'm not going to smile. You don't pay me to smile for you. You pay me to provide you with a level of service that it takes a lot of concentration for me to provide you with. And I'll forget about that smile if my drink gets to me on time. Well, that's why I loved. Um, do you remember like the back and forth between that one reoccurring charter group where the guy called her, uh, like called her out in front of like all the other guests? And oh, was yeah. Like, when she made You're the just penis rude. Towel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so she made the penis towel on his bed. Loved that. Yeah. Absolutely loved that. He but called her out. She guilty. was like. She felt guilty yeah. for a lot of that episode. She was like, I might cost us a tip. Why did I do that? I really, really shouldn't have done that. Like once she realized at first she was like, it was a rocket ship. What are you talking about? But you could see her. Having Which that I actually thought was still funny where she, <laughs> she was funny. just like, you know what? He called me out and I was getting my revenge. And that's just how I am. It was also clearly editing because they made it seem like the guy was mad. And then at the end, he revealed that he thought it was hilarious. And it was like, oh, yeah, I thought that was really odd the way they edited that. Like they should have just made it seem more funny that's than it perfect was editing. like. Yeah, it's reality TV. Either way, I just, um, I guess, does Kate, I don't notice the difference between the seasons because it's been a while now, but does Kate change remarkably between two and three? Is there like a redeeming moment in three? I think in three, she's more likable because of the fact that everybody else is so noticeably crazy that you're like, yeah, you need like someone like Kate three. to be like, she's a professional and she's telling everyone how to do their jobs the yeah. right way. It's, and everybody know, else forget. is crazy. You can't forget it's a job. It's kind of the point of the reality show is that like they have a job to do, whether the cameras are there or not. They also have to make an interesting TV show. And I think Kate takes her work really seriously. 
and she sees both of those as jobs. And so she gives really good sound bites because that's her job. And she also uh, holds everybody that she works with to a really high standard because that's her job. And anytime I see a woman loving her job on television, I'm going to like that woman. It's like so the Johnny Bananas. She, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She knows exactly what she needs it, to she do depending do. on the yeah. season. Yeah, you're right. She She's like a producer almost. Like you could see Johnny. There's clips of Johnny in seasons of The Challenge where you can see him talking to the camera guys, getting them to come over to film something. <laughs> and you're like, that's brilliant. He's brilliant. He's dumb brilliant, but he's brilliant. Um, all right, so good. You're into Below Deck and you like Kate. That's really all that matters to me. Yep, love it. Travis, what's new with you? I'm back in Ohio and... For what? Uh, decided to take a couple weeks come back to oh, Ohio a couple weeks well because Monday it's also through Wednesday, your dad's birthday isn't it you were just so my dad's birthday is coming up and father's, father's day so it's day, like yeah, you know yeah. um and he has a pool so yeah and so he has a really nice pool Monday Tuesday Wednesday you know I fire up the laptop tape podcast edit post whatever and then I took Thursday Fridays off because that's when I go in and so you know I got in on Saturday had a nice Sunday fun day by the pool working on my tan very nice yeah it's a little it's, dark it, it's coming in just trust me. So happy for you. <laughs> I don't think I have a, a single. Th- oh, the reason that the podcast is coming out today. I could tell you that. Um, people are freaking out. Are they? I haven't seen oh, much. People tweeting at me. I got some DMs. The Reddit has a post. They're- Damn. Ooh. Well, okay. So what happened was um, Monday when we Katie's normally old. record this. Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> yeah, Katie's no, body I've, is shutting we've down. Also, we've gotten uh, feedback that uh, saying that we're old doesn't make our listeners who are older than us feel very good. So we're not old, but we are aging. And Katie's body is aging. And so what Katie did on, I guess, Sunday night was sleep in a way that her body did not find. I can't talk about myself <laughs> in the third person this much. It makes me uncomfortable. My body, I woke up on Monday and my body was like, you done did it. Uh, You're not going to be able to move for the rest of the day. My back hurt. It's something between my right shoulder and the middle of my back. It's like reverberating (sighs) through that area, which sort of made it impossible to focus on anything because I was in so much pain and I had to keep trying to shift to find a position that I could sit in. Then I took some things for pain and then I was just like, I feel it feels irresponsible to be this distracted and this clearly unfocused and then to speak for an hour or two hours. An I don't hour, think like it, it was going to be just an hour. I, I don't think it would be She's like just to talk for only an hour. I just pictured myself stepping on eight landmines and then adding that to the pain of my back and being like, why did I do it then if I could have done it differently? So then I texted Travis and I basically said as much and I asked if we could do it a different day and because of schedules and how, you know, short-staffed things are at the moment uh the 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 choice was given that we would move it to we would condense the ad sales of the week into one podcast put out one podcast on thursday that we record on wednesday so here we are today other thing about depression that a lot of people might not understand is i've heard people say that you know they feel it physically and i've certainly had that too but more what it is for me is that if i hurt something it like increases the echo on it so it's like a a back pain then becomes like a it's like pulses through my whole body and like takes over Mm. everything okay which is so it's like very much emphasized it's like turning up the bass on it so it's just like you feel it more and it just kind of becomes the main storyline of your day which it has been for my last two days um but I'm feeling a little bit better now as I'm sitting hunched over on my bed because it's the only (laughs) way it doesn't hurt 
Um, I got to use some Icy Hot, which is nice. So my apartment smells like gum. What um, kind did you use, may I ask? What, the one that's icy and then turns Yeah, but hot. did you use yeah. the gel, the deodorant style where it's not oh, as messy? Or like did the you, patch? Did you oh, use no, the I patch? Used the, the goop, the OG goop, the uh, lotion, the one that looks like a lotion, but I feel uncomfortable. Like they, one that's lotion. like an, a deodorant stick, so it's not as like messy. Yeah, but I like Travis, the patch. You think about you it. stick on your body. How am I going to get that deodorant stick at the right? That's the other thing about hurting your back is that um you getting whatever you, product you need onto it. You asked Dan. Yeah, but Dan um, has, first of all, not good at lotion distribution. He really mm. doesn't understand how to do it. <laughs> like I had to keep being like, no, 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 to the right, no, to the right. And then, then you feel bad. Coughing. Then you feel bad because you're asking so someone to do a gross favor where they have to put this oily, really smelly lotion, not that he can smell it, on your back. And then I'm giving him these directions that he's not following. And I was just like, great, thanks. And then I went and had to do it to myself. Mm. Um, and you know what? That could you be like you a could spray just take that. That could be for most things with men, where women are like, to the right, to the left, I'll just do it myself. So Babe, Were you like the other left? Yeah, I don't know. I just <laughs> felt like he wasn't uh, listening. He does this thing where when he gets really worried that he's going to screw something up, he doesn't really listen. And I and I just try to take that into consideration, where I'm like, oh, I think he's worried about me. And so he's not listening to me, which is totally fine. <laughs> but it's also like, it, I, help me, it hurts. But we love him so much, genuinely. And Did you get a uh, heating he's, pad? He's a perfect boy. Yeah, I have that. The th problem with heating pads, if I could just use the whole beginning of this podcast to say the problem with blank, and probably the rest of the podcast as well, um, is that my body gets used to them too quickly. And so I'll, it'll feel great for 10 to 20 minutes, and then I it's on its highest setting, and it feels like it's Well, off. yeah, that's when you take it off, take a break. Yeah, then, then I turn it off, and then, then I Then you apply ice, 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 no, heat, ice, heat. You can't ice muscle, right? Yeah, and that's I think technically that's what it is. You're supposed to do heat and, and ice to get like alternating. Yeah, I don't know. Mm, that's all about. Lot. I don't know about that because that sounds like something. If I did that to a glass, the glass would break, and I relate more to a glass than an athlete. So I'm gonna treat myself <laughs> the way I treat glasses, not the way that I would treat, you know, Saquon Barkley first per se. So I'm not going to go ice heat, but I'm that's just because I don't want to break. Yeah. And if I break, then what, Travis? Then you're going to be like, I'm not a doctor. Boo. Think about it. Icy hot. What is it? It's ice and then hot, but it's just sensations. It's only sensations. I'm not giving the glass the sensation of being cold and hot. I'm making it hot and then I'm making it cold. And if I were to put a heating pad on me and then ice on me, it's not sensations. It's actual. It's happening. Like with icy hot, there is no ice on me. There is no heat on me. And there ain't no bugs on me. You know? I'm trying to help you, Katie. Uh, well, it doesn't feel that way necessarily, but I guess thanks. So that's what you want when you try to help someone. You want them to say, hey, I think, I think, I guess thanks. I gave you the proper advice. If, according right. to whom? According, according to, to Travis. Doctors, WebMD. A WebMD? That's what everybody I mean, should pay attention I to? I also don't believe that he's looking at WebMD right now. I'm going to call bullshit. I don't think he has WebMD open. I think he's just assuming WebMD would say something like that. Can so. we call a doctor right now for you? Yeah, I thought oh, you couldn't because oh, you're oh, in your you basement. Couldn't. You don't have any service. But you weren't going to call the voicemail people back, but you're going to call a doctor. Oh, uh, I, I do mean, have his number. I, I could text Who's him. Who's he? Who's he? Uh, orthopedic surgeon that's a family friend. How's that going to help me? What's orthopedic? I'll ask him, like, hey, is ice heat the way to go? He could confirm it for us. Mm. I mean... 
Did you notice, Christina, the willingness he had to make a phone call? Or I, I could hit up That's a okay, chiropractor. Okay, 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 okay. It was built around the fact that the he willing, couldn't make a phone call. The willingness like for him to make him. a phone call. Wait a minute. The willingness for you to make a phone call to prove your point yeah. versus to you Katie. making a phone call. You know what would have been helping <laughs> no, 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 Katie? To playing trivia tonight. But it is Well, if you would have taped on Monday, we could have done trivia so on Monday. So anyway, I hurt asked myself on Monday for advice, and have depression. And that's why we had the podcast come out late i saw one person on twitter say like i am dying for an episode of the podcast but if katie needed the day for her mental health that's also okay i know that was wait so was if, like, thank you like, so you know if christine and i needed it would we have not then you not- just text me and say you need a mental health day or you take the day off the problem is it's not sports with travis rockhold you think i didn't think for one second about calling you guys and being like can you do a podcast without me and then i was like that's not fair that would be a bad idea it's just not fair yeah, it's gonna i don't do- think that just, would go travis very- is gonna take well. the reins christina's not gonna know what to do she can't agree with anything he says it's just gonna be a mess it would honestly not- just turn into us arguing or talking about below deck for way too long i yeah, like riding shotgun I don't want to drive. I bet you do. I bet you do, but here's the thing. And I'm willing to... I love having somebody who loves to ride shotgun. What I don't like is when they act like they're driving. Oh, I don't do that. Oh, Travis. <laughs> Travis. I know the scoreboard says one nothing because at the end of the Izzy episode, I guessed that you were going to pick a review that had your name in it, and it didn't. But, I mean... I had my my reality confirmed by people who were like, I too thought Travis was going to mention himself again. These people don't see the descriptions that you send every week to my email for the podcast. He That's sends not, that is like, not a, this is this description? And it's always like, Travis talks about Travis. <laughs> that is not Christina true. have an opinion on Travis? Katie uh, gets in the way of Travis, who's trying to make a point about Travis. I'm like, why is your name in this? This is so all much? lies. It is not. You sit on a These throne of lies. lies. I sit on a tiny bed of lies. I am a, I am a partial idiot. I'm a baby idiot. Oh, you're just, yeah, you're just a baby idiot. And to hear, to think, I was trying to give you medical idiot. advice to help you out. Oh, to think, to think you took that time out of your day to offer me. I was going to call an orthopedic surgeon, a chiropractor to help you advice. out. Expensive uh, advice. You were going to call a chiropractor? I didn't hear that offer. Yeah, I, yeah, I can. I said it earlier too. I, can I used do, to you, work for a chiropractor. They're amazing. I can. Isn't you want me to get some advice for you? Isn't that super weird? What did you, you do think for about them? your past jobs and you're like, why? Yeah, what did you do at a chiropractor? I was out of work and started a blog but needed a job. And this guy was starting a chiropractic office and he was basically like, I need a PR person. And I was like, that's interesting. You have two people that work here. It's a chiropractor, his receptionist, and then a PR person. But I was like... Look, I went to school for PR. You pay? Because I'll try. Uh, and I I'll tried, do it. And I got, look, I got them placement. Or maybe I got one of his friend's businesses placement in the Boston Globe. Either way, I tried my best. And I launched my blog, which then turned into a video series, which then turned into the job I have now. But it was very So it all weird. worked and out And every day everyone. I went to work and I was like, what am I to do here? <laughs> why? Why am I? I don't know. Did you get like free adjustments? Anything. Yeah. And I miss them. I miss them a lot. Oh, they're amazing. I need I to go. I need to go dearly. badly. I really want to go to the chiropractor and have happen where you see those TikTok videos where they like shift your back and all of a sudden everything cracks and you feel Oof. so much better. Oof. I need someone to do that. Here's my me. thing, though. It's tough for me to find a doctor I trust who's going to take my head in their hands completely and snap it left and right. It's like my chiropractor growing up was my mom's chiropractor. She had had him forever because my mom's back is terrible. And then I had him and then I went and worked for one. So I had him. And then now I'm like, you think I'm just going to let a stranger hold the weight of my head and snap it? No. Yeah. And trust that I'm not going to be paralyzed after that. You will be sore a couple hours after, though. Just. 
My I can imagine. The chiropractor I worked for used this machine. I'm sure it's called something. I don't know. But where they put a bunch of nodes on you and then oh, they send the, all these vibrations those. into you. That Interesting. hurt so much. But a, like a day later, you were oh, like, I enjoyed it. Ah, oh, I hate that feeling. My friend who is younger than me is a chiropractor. And it was weird. Last time I was home last year, I went to his dad's practice to get adjusted. And he was like, oh, Chad, will take care of you and i'm like never let a chad do that to you uh, and also it's this kid that like is like three years younger than me like i grew up with i'm like all right let's but he crushed it god you're way too trusting like, yeah like, like uh... chad from the hood from the neighborhood is gonna adjust my back no he was annoying on the little league team and he's gonna be annoying as a chiropractor but he wasn't annoying him. on the little league team though oh he was mm. cool you let a cool kid crack your back yeah it was a cool chad damn i don't that's a the exception that proves. I'm trustworthy though, Katie. I guess so. I don't. No, no. Trusting. It's very different from trustworthy. <laughs> uh, it's actually the complete. You're confusing the subject yes. and the which makes sense. And uh, but trustworthy goes. <laughs> is that it is accurate though? You, but no, I'd say you're very trusting. And trustworthy. Uh, yeah, we, can get, <laughs> we can work our you way. You are very that. trusting. You are right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. What were we talking about? Was it important? Probably no. not. That's gonna happen a bunch. Uh, cause when I my my brain has started this is mental health update I guess my brain has started chasing dopamine in the way that like I'm so desperate for it. Then when some when something happens that makes me smile, I'm like let's go over there and spend some time <laughs> over there. And then I'm like okay wait where were we? It's like doesn't matter. I ran from it. Doesn't matter. We're here sunshine. now. I heard laughter and I found it. So um, if we do that today, I mean we always kind of do that, but just. We're doing great. Just follow me, Katie. Through. We're fine. I'll bring you to laughter. Travis, I'll never follow you. You're not trustworthy. <laughs> um, you are too trusting, which is why I will not follow you. Is there anything else we were supposed to get to before we get to all these these here sports? How's Myrtle? You are Myrtle. Oh, Myrtle's so my Myrtle is so good. We've also been on a number of dates recently. Um, she is the sweet the only thing that's still a huge question mark about her for me is why sometimes she can jump up on the bed and other times she puts her front paws up and looks at me like help i can't possibly go Maybe her, her hips are hurting her and i think her hips are hurting her and sometimes she looks like she's got this minor limp or she favors one leg over the other and when i took her to the vet last time they were like both of her hips are showing early stages of arthritis and i was like that's not possible she's a year a little over a year old and they were like well you can get out ahead of it by giving her these supplements and i did and they really don't seem to be helping and now i'm like do i go back again and i'm like dude what's wrong with her hip i've got an idea for you though what you said it's for the bed right yeah get the little steps for her. i know i could get it but she's not bright in that way at this mm. moment and so like we have a little thing that is technically halfway up the bed that she could use yeah, as just a called myrtle down and she she's a light idiot she's a tiny little She's adorable just a, sometimes. A little baby idiot. idiot. Little a baby, baby idiot. Dummy. She's a baby dunce. You but said she's it, not me. So cute. She's so cute, and that's all that matters. All that matters is how cute she is. The little Myrtle is a little Myrtle. We'll pick her up ten out of ten times and put her on the bed. Oh, she's so cute. She needs a haircut so bad. But the guy who cuts her hair has stopped answering his phone. People are acting weird. <laughs> we have had. <laughs> we've gone through two groomers. One we thought closed in the middle of the pandemic. I think that's back open, but we don't like the way they groom her. And now this guy that Dan literally met when he ran into him on the street while 
while he was walking Myrtle, and the guy was like, Sounds she needs like a Dan's a little too trusting, guy, too. It was, was wild, but the guy, you know, delivered. He gave her that awesome haircut. She looked like a totally different dog. She seemed happier. And so then Dan was like, oh, let me, I was like, well, you have to call him because I don't know anything about him except that you met him on the street and I don't know where his business is located you got to call him and then the last couple days he's like I've been calling him he's not answering I was like well this is weird this who did you give our dog to that one time anyway I think he has since gotten a hold of the guy and now Myrtle has appointment tomorrow which is another thing that's weird it's like once you finally get a hold of him he's like I can do it right now and it's like well yeah I I can do it later today and you're like oh this guy have a date book is he just is it like me whenever somebody reaches out to me on Twitter I'm like you want to do my podcast right now while I have you (laughs) I get it (laughs) I get it. Uh, guest update. I'm trying to book uh, Ian Carmel. He's a very busy guy, but I think he will probably be our next guest uh, when we have a guest, which we won't this week because, as you can tell, it's Thursday. In the future, uh, I forget the topic, but Randy Scott wants to make an appearance back on the podcast. You, you said this, and I understand um, that it's because Randy said, I think I might have to come back on the podcast to talk about this. So it wasn't even your idea. It was literally. No, I wasn't saying it was my idea. I was just letting you know. The thing is that the, whatever it was you were talking about was a topic that will take three minutes for us to clear up. And I just feel like we've got more to talk to Randy Scott about than that. And so, uh, and also the fact that it wasn't even the fact that he posted a picture of him on a date. Which I think is like we should have Randy. Oh, Scott I know. On the podcast I, I, to excuse me. I want that. more information on that. Like, no, Randy Scott has a, has thoughts on American cheese. Like, it was just like a such a tiny niche subject that Travis then publicly tweets. Looks like we got to have Randy back on the podcast. And now I feel like I'm on the hook <laughs> to have Randy back on the podcast. And I'm not setting Randy up for success, Travis. Do you see what's happening here? Sounds like you don't like Randy. The first time somebody says to you, I'd like to come back on the podcast, Travis is like, hey, look, I think we should book this guy. I trust Randy. Like, I just trust Randy implicitly. Do you? Yeah. Very trusting. Like, how do you not trust Randall? I don't know. I I haven't really ever met a Randy I can trust. I'm getting there with Randy Scott. I'm there. Mm, Well. Happy for you. Again, it's a shorter walk for you. Others of us have to, you know, travel the path. (laughs) Check the map. Make sure we're going the right way. Um, so that's all that. What else am I missing? I Clearly I'm missing something. Well, I'll remember it tomorrow and be upset with myself for forgetting it. Uh, today on the podcast, we have a lot of stuff to get to, uh, most of which I have written down here in a notebook, which is my pod doc for the day, where I wrote down everything I cared about. Uh, we have this Chris Paul story that he's on the, what's the, what's it called? He's in the. He's in the COVID-19 protocol. We can't say he has COVID. We don't know if he has COVID. He also took, uh, he has the vaccine. According to Jalen Rose, who. And uh, I've heard other people say too. Okay. So either way, Chris Paul's in that thing. Chris Paul's going to miss games potentially. Yeah. Because of the thing that would happen if you had COVID. But he might have just been exposed to COVID. We can get more once again. You know what? We'll get into it when we get to the story. This is just the tease. We also have uh, (laughs) Kawhi. We got the sticky baseball situation. We got Durant had a game. Uh, we've got coaches that got fired, the NHLs in the semifinals. There's the Dallas front office story. I don't know if we're going to get to that, but I have it written down. There's the NCAA Arizona State thing, Travis. Do you know anything about that? Because if you don't, we won't talk about it. Uh, I saw a few things about it. We can discuss maybe. There's uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Cubs fan Beer Snake. We have a request from Twitter for us to discuss the Beer Snake. I know it was a while ago, but it's been a week since we've done a podcast. So there's some old stories, especially the story about uh, the Euro League. 
that tra the very almost tragic but still very scary uh, traumatizing story. Uh, you know, all that stuff. We got a lot of stuff. It's all sports related. Isn't that exciting? Uh, but first, today's podcast brought to you by Simply Safe. Travis, how would you like me to tell the people about Simply Safe? I would like it as if you were a golf announcer, Katie. So like Jim Nance. Hello, friends. I guess aren't they're kind of quiet, right? I haven't watched golf in like a long they're time. Very peaceful and calm. Okay. Travis, you seem to you keep doing a hand motion. I was gonna, I was gonna say <laughs> like, just like Christina nailed it, so I'd have to say anything to yeah. say. Remember the feeling you got as a kid of getting tucked into bed. Or the feeling you get now in the arms of somebody you love, safe and secure. It's a feeling of security that only comes through a human connection, and that's why the people at Simply Safe Home Security are so important. Of course, Simply Safe has an award-winning system that has all the technology bells and whistles you'd expect these days. But the people at Simply Safe really take it to the next level. They're there around the clock, anytime you need them. And the thing is, Simply Safe just makes it so easy. It takes about two minutes to customize the system on their website, simplysafe.com Nolan. Whether it's a fire, a burglary, a medical emergency, a burst pipe or even a problem while you're setting up the system. Simply Safe has a person with the expertise you need ready to help 24-7. And when you know there's always someone there to help, well, that's a feeling you just don't get with any old security system. To learn more about how Simply Safe can help protect you and your family, visit simplysafe.com/nolan today to customize your system, get a free security camera. You also get a 60-day frisk-free frisk trial. They're not going to frisk you. And also a 60-day risk-free trial. So there's nothing to lose. Simplysafe.com slash Nolan. Simplysafe.com slash Nolan. As everyone's asleep now, now that everyone's sleeping, <laughs> now that everyone's snoozing, well, you guys just saw so much of my leg. I'm wearing shorts. It's hot. Ooh. All right. Uh... Where do we even start with the NBA? We woke up today and I saw somebody tweet something like the Cassidy. Katie. What? Oh, I thought you were going to reference It Cassidy was a different too. tweet, okay? Don't jump the route. It was a different tweet we were discussing. Cassidy's tweet was something like somebody needs to unplug and replug in the NBA. The one I was discussing before I was so rudely interrupted was I'm sorry. the tweet. That's okay. I was just kidding. From the Somebody said something like Katie putting up. How many did he score last night? 49? 40? 39? A, a lot. For, 49. Somewhere around there. Uh, feels like two days ago at this point because there's been so much news in the NBA. So uh, first one I saw, Chris Paul has entered. Here it is, the NBA's COVID-19 protocol. Uh, here's the thing. The Suns swept the Nuggets. That sucked here. Sorry, Dan. Pour one out for my, for my beloved. Um, he's very sad. Uh, and I said, look, Jokic got the MVP. That's big. You lost a player. You needed him. You weren't going to do it without Jamal Murray. You tried your best, and it is what it is. So now Chris Paul is in the COVID-19 protocol. The latest is that – so the latest that they can play is Tuesday. The earliest the Suns can play is Sunday. Correct. How long do you have to stay in the protocol if you are vaccinated? Because Jalen Rose and I guess other people since then have reported that Chris Paul is vaccinated. So I believe it's 10 days or two consecutive negative tests. 
I thought that was if you aren't vaccinated. I thought that's what I read. Because I know for golf, when they pulled John Rahm off the course and he's not, I believe. No, John Rahm was not 14 days in the clear. John Rahm is vaccinated. Oh, he is. Yes. Okay. It's so weird to me. These protocols, there's so many. It feels so weird. And then it also feels like it's not, like every time I think it's weird, then I remember that like in order to go to school, we had to be vaccinated and nobody ever made a big fuss about that. It wasn't like our privacy was being infringed upon. We all just were like, I'll go get my measles and my mom's vaccines. You think I wanted to? No, but we did. And now it feels like it's become, I don't know. It's just, this topic in general gives me so much anxiety. For many reasons, not the least of which being, I'm terrified of needles. Thinking about needles is enough to make me lightheaded. It's... (sighs) The, The one thing that I don't like is how quickly I say this, that we, we are not just the general, everybody of assuming the person's not vaccinated or assuming that they just are like dumb and like, let's how about let's pump the brakes and let's see if we can get some facts on this before we just jump on them. Well, I think it's a combination of a number of factors that leads to that one being that, um, People are afraid to speak about things now because they get used against them, which is silly in itself because if you're being honest and you're speaking honestly, then it shouldn't matter if a narrative is spun because you can address it by, again, speaking honestly and continuing to be honest and transparent. I think where people freak out is that they start to worry about how certain words are going to sound and what they're going to be lumped into, so then they're not fully transparent about their views on something, or they say things like, I don't know, I want to wait till I have all the information, and no reporter asks the follow-up of like, but your coach brought in an expert to give you all of the information. So what information are you lacking? What information are you still looking for? Everybody is defaulting to these terms that get them out of accountability, but don't actually address their concern. I also think that there's a lot of fear. I think that uh, it's not necessarily conscious fear. I don't think it's like a lot of people would admit to it being that they're afraid. But if you're not getting a vaccine and you have reasons, one of those reasons you got to assume is like a fear that something's going to happen to you. It's like you don't trust. And I think that what stinks is that right now what we're seeing is people who are very frustrated with the way that this pandemic was handled, both by sports and leagues and teams and then even bigger governments and just the global. I think people are frustrated with the way that it was handled on both sides. Some people think that it should have been less restrictions. Some people thought they should have handled it quicker. And now what we have is just a bunch of people who are like on split down the middle and yelling at each other. And if someone's afraid of doing something, yelling at them to do it is not usually the course of action that is best. But I also feel like it's too difficult for people to discuss the ver- the fears that they're having because they get yelled at if they don't say exactly what they want to. Like, I... W- I am not yet vaccinated. This is a thing that has come up recently that I'm like, it's weird for me to talk about the vaccinations of athletes when I know full well I'm not vaccinated. And I go back and forth on this a lot. So walk with me down this path while I try to figure out what I'm trying to say. 
I'm not vaccinated because I'm definitely afraid of needles. That sounds childish to people. Um, it's very real to me. Uh, once I reached the age where I had to start making my own doctor's appointments and going out of my way to get stuck with needles, I will admit I do it less. Is that good? No. But for this one in particular, my approach was I don't leave my house. Uh, I don't go to work. There's not a time soon where I'm going to have to go to work. The two of you who I've never met in person don't even work in the same state that I live in. So if I were to go to work, it would be to sit on Zoom with you and do this podcast exactly the way I do it here. There is, I don't leave my house. And so why I'm not vaccinated yet, and I'm going to be soon, and I don't want to talk about it because I'm scared, uh, so when I start to be like, oh, well, I'm not vaccinated, so who am I to say? Then I'm like, yeah, but I'm not leaving my house. And if my job was to be out in the world and I had to go out in the world, I would have had more of a fire under my ass to get vaccinated earlier. Um, I just feel like the thing that the NBA players and, and all athletes need to know, which is why people are trying to demand their answers on whether or not they're vaccinated, is because we're watching you go out and interact with people and travel across the country during a pandemic. And it will put a lot of people in danger and a lot of people are afraid of going back to where we were where this pandemic was out of control again and there was nothing we could do and everybody felt incredibly hopeless we want to watch sports but we also want the athletes to be safe and for the, it not to make the pandemic worse but then from the athlete point of view i think what they would like the public to be more i guess empathetic too is that there has been whether it's misinformation or information there's been a lot of confusion about uh which vaccines and which you know like I remember that something was reported about the Johnson Johnson vaccine that when I looked into it I was like oh that was a very small amount of cases but I remember if I hadn't been paying attention if I hadn't looked it up and I had just br like breezed past the headline my takeaway would have been like, don't get Johnson & Johnson. And like, you've got to remember that a lot of athletes are not sitting at home, scrolling through the internet, reading through everything. They play sports. And so they may not know, but they know that there's something they should be scared of. And then we're all just like, get vaccinated. So it's like the, as with any conversation, everyone's yelling and a couple, it just, it takes a couple people to meet halfway. Someone's got to be willing to meet people halfway and be like, what is it about this that scares you? And then the other thing is that like, I think we didn't know that much about vaccines before. And now when people hear how vaccines have always worked, they're like, oh, that's, those numbers aren't good. And it's like, those are better than the numbers used to be. And we never used to question getting them. It's a very complicated situation. All I'm saying is I'm uncomfortable discussing the medical uh, situations of athletes as much as we do, as quickly as we do after finding out something like this. Uh, and now I just feel like I talked and now I'm going to get yelled at for something that I said. I, I think you handled that well. And I think that's... Oh, thanks, Travis. I mean, not that I'm... No, no. Know. But I just, I just, it is weird because it's also personal. And like, I feel like when it's with athletes, it's like people just feel like it's okay to know everything about their life because we generally know every little injury and what everything they make and everything. It's like, there are things that should be private for them. But does but it make sense to you that, that, the, that it not be the vaccine? It's the uh, public health situation where it seems like people are just like I'm not going to get it because I 
I don't want to. And people are like, well, that shouldn't, you shouldn't be able to do that. We need to keep the virus under control. You're going to get sick. You're going to get other people sick. I, I'm not one that's, if, if you're, if someone, so there was Montez Sweat was like, I need more information. And then uh, came out in that same statement for the Washington football team and then said, I haven't got COVID until I got COVID. I'm not going to get it. When you have a statement like that, then I'm going to comment on it. But if it's somebody that has a reason, who am I to question them as long as there's legitimacy to it? Yeah, I just think what's so so odd about this situation in particular, because I totally agree with you, Travis, where like we put athletes, celebrities, anybody who's in the limelight, who we see on TV, who we pay money to go watch, perform and do a thing, we automatically assume that because they are a public figure, so to say, we get the right to know everything about them and to ask questions that I wouldn't want asked of me in the, you know, in a public setting. So I think in with this situation in particular, with COVID-19 having such an impact on not only you, but the ability to spread it and to impact other people. Um, I just think it's such a it's such a unique situation where we are asking those uncomfortable questions. I would never ask somebody if they are vaccinated for X, Y and Z. But when it comes to covid, it's because, you know, you feel like I'm in danger because you're not vaccinated kind of thing. So now people think that they have the right to ask you whether or not you are vaccinated because there's that threat to their safety, their health. And so it's such a, a unique situation where I do think that it's, it's uncomfortable to talk about whether or not players are vaccinated and it's uncomfortable for them to have to talk about it because that, that is private information. And if there are people who, you know, to Katie's point, you're scared to get it. And that is perfectly valid. If you need more information, if you are nervous for whatever your reasoning is, that is very valid. You shouldn't be forced into doing something you're not ready or comfortable it. doing. Say, exactly. Yeah, say, and, and talk about it in a specific way so that it doesn't sound like uh, everybody else who's just like, I don't know, I, I, me, and my, me and my dudes talk about it and you know, we all don't think we're going to get it. Like Specifically, specifically yeah, tell me what why. is your fear of getting it and how can we help alleviate your fear? Why do they owe us their reasoning? Can't because, they just say? Because we just got out of a year when sports was entirely shut down. Because sports do not have to go on. Because this is a public health crisis. It's a, it was a global pandemic. It still is a global pandemic that we can get closer to the other side of. If people would complain, it's just weird to see stories of countries that are like, we are struggling to roll out the vaccine. And we're like, yeah, we have an abundance of it. But people don't. But my point is, I, I think. It's not like we don't need to be asking them, these athletes, like, did you get it? Why not? I get it. I'm with I look, I simultaneously agree with you and disagree with you. It's what frustrates me and makes me not want to talk about this topic is that it's like, I think that it would have been easier if this all went back to just being something that the league, like, you know what I mean? This would be like if you go to an elementary school and you're like, which kids are vaccinated? It's like they, they had to be to well, come into the And that's COVID, why so. the, a lot of the leagues now, the incentive is if you are certain percent vaccinated, we are no longer going to test you and make you follow these rules. So it's incentivizing them to do it. But I just think that let's say I go into a press conference. I don't, it's not 
my right to ask the person, like, are you vaccinated? I mean, I think people would disagree with you. I don't know if I'm one of them or not. Yeah, it's such a weird, unique situation because, you know, it, it not only impacts you, it impacts me. If you have it, if you were exposed to it, you can pass it to me. And, and, and I don't choose that. So it's very it's weird. And to Katie's point, it's like if if everything operated like when you're sending your kid to school, they need to be vaccinated for X, Is Y and still the Z. case. I don't know. I, I know. Obviously, it was when we went to school. Yeah, I know. But I'm it's one thing if, let's say, a player on the Suns team is talking to management or whatever, and maybe or another NBA player and they want to voice their displeasure. But an NBA player having or not, how does that? Like, who am I to question? I think it's, I mean, I think the answer to the question is that it uh, determines how long they're in a protocol for type of a situation. If they're going to be out or if they're going to be in depends on if they're vaccinated. That's the thing is that's why, like, I feel like if a player wants to question it because a player's like, listen, you're now jeopardizing our future. I think that's within their rights. But like Chris Paul choosing not it, he's going to be in the protocol and it impacts them. And I don't know. I just think it's weird to be asking people like, hey, are you like we don't ask people if they I have like you. the I, other. I understand completely what you mean when you say that it feels weird when we ask them that because I've had that feeling. And it also feels weird when it's like, why do we keep opening this up for debate when we should just be like, this is what you have to do in order to do this job. Like you have to in order to keep everybody to driver's healthy license, and car. safe. You can't just be like, I can't. I'm going to drive a car without a license because I don't want to get a license. Like there's like a it just seems like the thing. Well, that's fine if they pass that. But like it's 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 not there. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying uh, if you're getting really angry listening to this conversation and you're going to yell about a sentence one of us said in a mosh of 8,000 sentences, we're trying to discuss and figure out what it is that is bothering us about it and what the right path forward is. So just like take it all with a grain of salt. There's, we're not experts. We're just like, why does this bother me but also bother me on the, in the other side of it? It's just a complicated I, issue. I feel like we're having a discussion about. that a lot of just people are having within their friends or family group because it's, it's such a i mean think about it we're in i was gonna say may it's june now but like it's but 15 months it's still you know this fresh topic and like for me the vaccine until i knew somebody that got it i was kind of like are we good with this are we, i think how, it's because at? of the way it's like it's not fda approved i think people hear that and i really don't want to get into this why did i just bring this up but i think people hear that and they're like it's only approved for emergency use it's like it it that's because that's a whole process. That's a whole pro, and this is an emergency. That's like the whole the whole point was we needed to open the economy back up. I don't know. It's a very complicated uh, issue that may or may not even end up um, impacting Chris Paul. Yeah, by the time this is in posted, he could be he could be uh, back. He could be fine. So <laughs> and everyone's gonna hate us. That's our first sports story of the. Yeah, I don't know. We tried. I get we tried to discuss and it. Chris and I also, it also was bothering me. I wanted to be transparent that like I'm not sitting here not knowing that I sound like a hypocrite. But I think like the reasoning, I hope that the reasoning I can explain to you where I'm coming from makes you go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And genuinely, she's, a, you know, her life doesn't affect any other people. And when it's going to, which is on this trip, I'm getting I'm going to pass out in a CVS. I'm going to pass out in a CVS. Do you know how embarrassing that's going to be? My friendly banter is going to be a bunch of people saw me, a grown adult who they may recognize from, I don't know, sports center on Snapchat, just take a nap 
in the middle, like next to the incontinence aisle. I just take a nap on the ground. I'm going to pass out in a public place that I need to go back into because it's where I fill my prescriptions. Katie, I don't know if it'll make you feel better, but I basically passed out giving blood once. They had to use the smelling salts on me. It doesn't make me feel better. That happens to me literally every time. I've passed out at an eye doctor because something it looked like it was going to feel like a needle and I just hit the deck. I am terrified. My body just flies away. It's like, goodbye. My soul leaves <laughs> my body. And then I see myself curled up in a clump next to a trash can full of receipts. And I'm just like, I, my body's dead weight. And then there's a doctor going, you okay? And they always look scared. Like, why the hell did you just pass out? And then I'm like, you can't look scared. I'm coming back from passing out. I need you to be calming, reassuring, comforting even. And they're like, what the hell was that? And I'm like, I'm, it's very scary. I wish I wasn't the way that I am, but I am. And here we are. More sports stories? What else we got? Um, the 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 Kawhi's out. Kawhi might miss the remainder of the Western Conference semifinals. Uh, what is it? His knee? His right knee could be out mm -hmm. the remainder of the series uh, against the Jazz. He's going to miss game five. That's Wednesday. That's tonight. So it's t yesterday for you or a couple days ago. I don't know when you're listening to this. It's in the past. I tend to know you. It happened already and he missed it. Um, that happened in game four. He was like grimacing. Um, and he's out. Look, a lot of injuries. I noticed today on Twitter that the narrative's starting to get going of like, why? We got a lot of injuries in the NBA. Oh, that shortened season's taking some heat right now. It needs yeah. a good PR. It needs a good PR person. Well, what it needs is um, to, to not... Be it kind of goes along with that same conversation about vaccinations. It's just like the safety of players and their health should come first. Uh, LeBron had a string of tweets today. Um, and what I appreciate about LeBron is that even when he's making a really good point, he has this way of throwing in some things about it that are just funny. He just makes a couple funny choices that then you're like, oh, cool. I'll just talk about this and take his point but also like remember that time he used that hashtag that was like hashtag as a as a sports fan not just the sport that i play or something like that remember yeah. that super long hashtag? <laughs> <laughs> but he had the string of tweets basically criticizing the amount of games that they've had to play and saying that they need a, it's a lack of pure rim rest before starting back up <laughs> uh just that sound that's funny pure rim rest just sounds like car ramrod um <laughs> uh eight possibly nine all-stars has missed playoff games most in league history this is the best time of year for our league and fans but missing a ton of our fave players it's insane <clears throat> if there's one person that knows about the body and how it works all year round it's me uh -huh. if there's a one person in the world who knows about the body, vague, very vague, knows about the body and the way it works all year round, it's LeBron James. If there's one, if there's two, it's like a doctor. But if there's one, it's LeBron James. That's the most LeBron tweet ever. It's just that, like, that is you, very you LeBron. possibly mean what you're saying. You, you, 
Okay, you're right. You're the expert. You're the foremost expert. So as the foremost expert, why are you making sure that everybody's vaccinated? Because if the health and safety of players, which is what he goes on and says, is that the health and safety of players is the whole point of, should be the whole point. Then they have to get the vaccinated so that everybody's healthy. It just feels like we're talking about the same thing. It's also, the league is just trying, like, the league was dealt a set of cards and they're just doing, they're, playing with the, the, the least worst decision and they made last season work they're trying to figure this season out obviously yeah, this isn't what they want for what least worst for what and i think it's finances it's least worst for a financial here's, impact yes but not here's least the deal worst for the health and safety not least where it's the least worst they're trying to save as much money as yeah, possible and that and the players get just about 50 percent of all that money totally sure but like, don't play then LeBron to the point where you're breaking superstars. His tweet goes on to say something like, sorry, fans, you should be watching the players that you like. And it's like, well, now you sound a little salty. Jokes on you, LeBron. I was watching <laughs> softball until it ended. Yeah. Like you're not out because you're injured. You're out because your team is not playing anymore. Uh, but I just it's let me also say while I'm just getting messy on this podcast this week. <laughs> Hell of a year for the NFL to add a game. Hell of a year, honestly. In a, in a year when we're like, oh, every league is playing too many games, and the only way to cut we're down stretching on our athletes to, way too thin. To give our athletes more rest time, and we're like, let's add another NFL. But the game. the NFL, they never get imp- like COVID really didn't mess up there. They they I still mean, just played it, their schedule like. I, the, I'm so frustrated. The that Pittsburgh they, Steelers would like to have loses. a word. I mean, so would the Vikings. I feel like a lot of people had their schedules messed up, but it didn't stop the season. Yeah, they know? got their season in last year, and then they had theirs for the Oh, they got this, their season in. I don't know no, if it no, went the I'm way people they wanted got, it to. They got the 1920 season in, then COVID happens, and they had the most yeah, time timing. to get yeah, ready uh, for yeah, the yeah, next yeah. season. And for the most part, they were able – I mean, yeah, I say to move things around, but it wasn't like they – had a truncated season like no you're that's yeah, very true yeah yeah but uh the funny thing is the nfl always does seem to be doing things in reverse of other people like the the or other leagues like the nfl used to um only air on sunday and then once the demand was there they started to move throughout the schedule they added i think first thursday night maybe monday night was first Probably monday night and then thursday night and it's like they started to and then their viewership stayed high because it was like whatever uh except when thursday night football games started to be absolutely maybe garbage. this is how we get an eighth day in a extra weekend is the nfl's like let's create another day so we can get more games yeah i don't think they have the power to do that i think they do if they did they would have used it by now but it is funny that they're like, let's slowly add more games. And other leagues are like, our seasons are too long. What do we do? It's like, build it to grow it. By, you know, in 20 years, there's going to be an NFL game every day of the week. As Travis suggested, maybe we'll have a whole nother day of the week. And there's going to be, uh, it's going to be a year-long sport with no breaks. Like, that's Goodell's goal, is to just grow, 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 grow. Every year. It's going to be in all different countries. It's going to be an international sport. Because that's a growth model. Whereas, you know, you start out with as many games as you have. You build your finances off of that many games. And then you see what it would cost you if you cut those games down in the best interest of your players. If you make it less games. 
and the uncreative people are like, oh, I don't want to lose money. We got to keep this many games. We have to get in as many games as we possibly can instead of being like, if there were less games, the demand for games would go up and the viewership would probably go up and yada, 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 such and such and so forth. We are two stories into the podcast. Um, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant reminded us who Kevin Durant is uh, in game five. Kyrie was out. Harden played, but didn't do much. The uh, shell of himself. Well, yeah, I mean, he's coming back from an injury, but weirdly, he played like 46 minutes. Yeah, they were like, if he, they, he can't stop because then, like, his muscles get cold. And like, I'm like, so you're yeah. just going to run him dry? So. <laughs> he can't stop. He's a shark. <laughs> yeah, just keep swimming. Um, yeah, but KD, I mean, he played every minute. He played every minute like it was his last. He sure it was did. fun. It was fun. It was fun to see KD do KD things. Because after his injury, I know a lot of people were like, well, we had it. We should be grateful that we had it. We might never see it again. And then he was like, peekaboo, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> uh, 49 points. Crazy. Uh, so the, um, what's that series at? 3-2. Yeah. Um, what did Reggie Miller tweet? So after the game, he tweeted, I'm just going to throw this out there to see what the responses will be like. If you're Steve Nash in the Nets, would you sit James Harden and Kevin Durant in game six because of the heavy minutes tonight? Push all your chips in the center of the table for game seven. Like, what? Kevin Durant's healthy. Yes, if you want to not play James Harden, but like. What? It's like. Just because just you say you're throwing it out there doesn't mean that you just can just. Yeah, that has. That yeah, I'm going to say no. So many, <laughs> With all so many words. There's so many words in there that are meant to take away the like, please don't say this is a dumb take because I'm I'm telling you that I'm just throwing it out there. Speaking out I'm loud. I'm telling you I want to see the responses. And I'm also saying they're pushing all their chips into the take. It's like, no, why tweet just it? Just spitballing. Just say I'm inviting yeah, chaos just into think it out loud here. Like, what are we doing? Like, what what's the goal? What were the responses? I can uh, imagine they were all like, uh, no. Out. Here's the thing. If Reggie Miller tweets that and he says, I'm doing this just because I want to see the responses, it would be a the irresponsible of us to not um, follow up and see what the responses were. Tell me you yeah. bet on the series to go seven without saying you bet on the series. That's really funny. Legitimately check three times to make sure it wasn't a parody account. This truly is the dumbest tweet in the history of the website. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You could have kept this in your drafts, brother. Go all in and rest after, but guys need it need to it step up. God, Twitter is a cesspool. But yeah, he got the responses. Somebody wrote Reginald. <laughs> Please funny. do signed all Bucks all Bucks fans. Reggie, respectfully, if they asked you to sit a game six playoff game, what would your reaction have been? Someone said there's got to be a good Spongebob gift for Reggie's response. <laughs> Somebody just wrote, what, bro? <laughs> so he got the responses we all assumed he would have gotten. Delete this tweet if you ever apply for a coaching gig. <laughs> <laughs> he should have at least like tied it to a sponsor to get paid for this tweet. Yeah, like right? Man, that's... Uh... Well, that's something. So he did that. I also saw a lot of people... I saw CJ McCollum getting really spicy on Twitter um, about Giannis. I, I also saw someone tweet, CJ's got a lot of great takes for me sitting at home not playing in the playoffs. Yeah, That's funny. I mean, look, what I respect about CJ McCollum other than everything is because, um, well, you know, friend of the pod, he's got a dog. Shout out to Fiona. Um, 
is that I, it, he really does feel, and this is just me alleging this, I don't know that this is true, but it really does feel like when he's done playing, he sits at home, drinks a glass of wine, and watches basketball and tweets about it. And if you're a person who does that, it's hard to judge him because it's like one of us. One of <laughs> exactly. Us. He is literally one yeah, of us. And he kind of knows what he's like, talking about. Yes. And yeah, he's, he's not wrong. So to hear him say, was it him that was like, uh, how is this guy all NBA defensive if yes. he's, he can't? Yeah, it's just like, he's just asking the question. And at least it's a smarter question than what Reggie Miller's asking. Yeah, Reggie Miller is a paid commentator. Asking. Giannis, uh, not a good not a good year for Giannis's stock, I feel like. His Q rating's going down. It's going down. Um, but, you know, I will not um, offer my opinion on that because it's valueless. I've it's, got takes. I, my takes on this I'm are Sure dumb. you do. I'm dumb. So who cares what I think? I'm just saying what you guys are thinking, what it seems like other people who know what they're talking about are saying, is that Giannis is, on a, is going down. So, you know, all it takes is one good game and then everybody will love him again. I don't know. That was it for basketball? I could have... Oh, no. Coaches got fired. Uh... Scott Brooks is out in D.C., which I think makes sense. That one's less shocking to me because uh, Bradley Beal, they have one year left to convince him. We all him saw that to, coming. Yeah, they have one year left to get him to stay or else he becomes a free agent and they're going to have to trade him in the 22-23 season. So it just feels like, yeah, I guess I could see that making sense. Uh, Van Gundy's out. New Orleans. And oh, yes, I just I saw, saw that. I saw that the Pelicans have a female assistant coach, Teresa Witherspoon, and she's being considered for the job. Good for her. Wasn't there, there's another um, female assistant coach that's being yes, considered. Uh, yes. Coach. Uh, Hammond. Um, Becky. Becky. Becky Hammond. Yes, Becky yeah. Hammond. That's no disrespect to Becky Hammond. That's just what my brain does when I'm asked to think of a name. It goes, names? You've never heard a name in your life. You have no idea what that woman's name is. That's my internal <laughs> monologue. You're not going to think of it and everyone's going to tell you you're bad because you can't think of it because you're listening to me tell you that you suck. That's what happens when I'm like, what's that person's name? <sighs> I'm, I'm just expecting Stan at this point in his age, unless he really wants to coach, like you just, you just got there, which means you've got a few years on that contract. And they gotta pay you unless you take another head coaching job. So you know what? Just do a just do a what's go it work, called when you get paid and they and you don't have to work? You go work for a couple or you go work for a network and the team still has to pay you. Yeah. Can, is that true? If you go work for a network, do the team still have to pay you? Yeah. That's crazy. Well, and there's also I've even seen That's where crazy. Uh coaches have gotten fired uh and the Oh, Christina left. She we was upset. Christina. She's upset. She's going to go get a – she's getting a, co a coaching job so that like she can Brett get fired Bielema from it so that she can get paid for two jobs. Brett Bielema got fired by Arkansas, and to get his buyout, he, like, went to the Patriots but worked as, like, an analyst only making, like, 50000 or something like that so that the buyout was still there. They still had huh. to pay him for it. Huh. But this also depends on the contract. Yeah, I guess a lot of stuff probably does. I could think of one place that Stan Van Gundy might go work at. You could you? Yeah. You could think of one place. Yeah. Yeah, but it wouldn't make sense for him to go coach again, would it? I wouldn't, but that's yeah, also me. Wouldn't. I would take the money and go sit on the beach, but that's just me. You wouldn't get sick of that day after day sitting on the beach? No, my. I've thought many times to go move to the like Virgin Islands, just work at a bar, and that's my life. Have you ever worked at a bar before? No. 
Well, then how, Travis, how? Because here's the deal. When you're going to like, you're going, I work at like a home wall bar where you're not like being bombarded every night. Like you've just got your tourists coming in, your locals making some drinks. But you, how are you Listen. getting, hi, Christina, Christina's back. I am back. How are you getting the job in the Virgin Islands working at a bar if you have no okay, experience? Okay, I missed out on something. Of what you what did, are we talking And we're deep about? in it, and we have to stay in it. Travis says that he would love to get paid and not work for the, for, he would just spend all of his time on a beach. And then he was like, yeah, I'd love to go to the Virgin Islands and work at a I'm going to call up. Where would you get the funds to, you also, to live? You Well, you wouldn't need to because you'd be getting paid. See, you missed some of this and it's not going to be valuable mm. to go back. But he would have been being paid for being a coach. Uh, but he's got fired. Yeah, so I have my buyout. So I hit him up like, listen, I got the money. Right. So but why would you bartend? To hang out with the locals. You know what? They're like, hey, let's do some the shots. Like, perfect. What I'm, what the, here's where the miscommunications happening is i'm acting like this is a real thing that you're saying and you're just making it up as you go i'm interrogating a fever dream and not getting any sort of results and i just came and, in out of the blue that's my, so that's on me yeah that's on me christina helicoptered me. into christina's like why are you yeah, I, I literally parachuted into this conversation i'm gonna you know what i think is best for us here. i think it's best for all of us we pack up our stuff and we head on out to the nhl playoffs sounds good where i've got big news for you guys i, I gotta go big, man the bar but you guys two go. big pieces of news <laughs> is just like the score updates so the islanders and the lightning that series is tied 1-1 the golden knights are up one nothing against the canadians and also these numbers probably aren't accurate by the time you listen to this podcast that's your nhl update uh, really do. you know the bruins <sighs> i do think that Woo! the silver lining of the nobody <laughs> likes hockey cloud is that like when your team loses in the playoffs you don't have to talk about it because anybody who brings it up to you you're just like oh i thought nobody liked hockey i will say speaking of hockey i am i think i'm going to become an islanders fan because in the same playoffs They've beaten the Penguins and the Bruins, and that's two teams that I just love to Travis, see lose. have you ever considered that you're just a hater? Oh, I, a hater? I've got some get-off-my-lawn tendencies. I, I, I'm fully aware of all of these things. Like, you just said you're only going to like a team. All of your love is fueled by hate. You only like the Islanders, not because of something they bring to the table, but because of the fact that in a sport you don't even watch, they beat two cities that you don't know anything about their hockey teams, but you know that you don't like their cities from other sports, from some tangential other storyline you've concocted in your head. So you mm -hmm. hate them enough that you will watch a sport you don't watch and root for a team that you have no connection to just because that team brought sadness to two cities that you don't don't like for fake reasons, right? Nailed Sounds it. about right. All yeah. your love is fueled by hate. Hey, we none of we love, love the self awareness. Thank you for saying she nailed it. Oh, love the self awareness. I'm, a, I'm fully aware of all of this. What's something you love just because you love it? Ohio State. I love I love the water. Country music. The Country water. music brings me lots of joy. Dogs. Okay. Naps. Naps. All right. That's a good list. Driving with your window down and the AC on. Drinking an iced coffee. Listening to no, Third No, I don't Eye do wine. coffee. Oh. I've had maybe three sips my entire life. But if I was Jesus. to be a coffee... If I was to drink How coffee... How does it feel to have had three sips colder. of coffee your whole life and not be Tom Brady? Go. I back... Because I drink lots of alcohol so that Tom doesn't. It well, balances it out. Yeah, I do love I strawberries. Do. Kiwis. Another thing that brings me joy. What? Love kiwis. 
Okay. I'm happy they've, got, they've got the potassium banana and the vitamin C and orange. Can I tell you something? I've never one. purchased a kiwi because I don't know how to eat it. I've only I've I've eaten kiwis like out at a restaurant when it has been prepared for me. The fuzz on the outside freaks me out. I don't know how to eat oh, it. I just cut without it. it. How do you? It's so soft. I just cut it. Some people cut off the top and take a spoon. Oh, and scoop it. Okay. I've seen people eat. I've seen people I've eat kiwis been, as an apple. It's hard. To uh, think. I've still haven't with figured out how skin? to cut a mango. I cannot cut a mango. I do not understand it. I've watched no, I've all never these videos about you turn it, you slice it in the skin, and then you turn it inside out, and it pops out in cubes. That's the best. Uh, yeah, that's I've had. the easiest, at least. But it's I think. just so there's that like random orb in the middle that's flat. That's like it's hard, but it's not a core. But you can't cut through it. I don't understand what mangoes have going on inside of them, but they are delicious when they're ripe. My God. Very true. See, but a kiwi, I'm like, I've always seen a kiwi cut almost with like pentagonish ed- yeah. edges, and I assumed it's because people just slide a knife down the outside to cut the skin off. Makes pineapple sense, which is what brings I me joy. Okay, how do you eat a pineapple? What do you mean? How do you eat it? It's one of the easiest things to prepare. I don't think I've ever eaten one. I don't think I've ever touched one before. It's been cut up into really? little, little chunks. All you do is you cut the bottom and the top off, and then you take a knife and cut the sides off. And oh, then the center and then you is... put it into a, a cylinder and you fill it with alcohol and you let it sit. Exactly. And then you've got a stoli doli. <laughs> the core is really hard. Now I've seen some people eat it, but I cut around that and then uh, chop it up. Do you do you like the way he used his cooking show voice? Now I've seen some people eat this, but me personally. I think because I, I saw it. you tweeting earlier about how you have angry watched chopped before. And I think that, that this is you thinking that you can host and also serve on chopped. Somebody tweeted, have you ever yelled at a, the TV during a sports game? And I'm, I tweeted, I've yelled at chop when somebody doesn't use one of the um, mandatory ingredients advances. Because yeah, it's aggravating. I would, you I can't would call it mandatory if it's not mandatory. Yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> they do always say when somebody does that, and I think they do this for um, suspense, They the judges will always say, like, but he did leave off the broccolini, but that doesn't automatically disqualify them and it's and like well yeah and it's like but then why is this why is this supposed to be the most important ingredient if you're not using one of the most important ingredients i think it's because if somebody made like a chicken that was raw but they used all the ingredients and somebody else perfectly cooked their chicken and forgot to sprinkle the dill seed on at the end they're like you Makes don't sense. deserve to lose you cooked this so much better that person doesn't know how to cook chicken which means we cannot advance them to the next round Makes sense. you understand travis does that make sense to i you? get it just it, it frustrates me <laughs> all right well let's move on to what is this aaron Rodgers. i bet he's he that really t-shirt? upset i mean he's i love this story frustrating me tell me the story so the Packers CEO, Mark Murphy, was um, speaking at an event at Lambeau Field last, late last week, I want to say, Thursday. Sometime a and while ago. he referenced former Packers GM Ted Thompson, who I'm not 100% sure. I think he's no longer with us. Could be wrong. Rest called in him peace, maybe. Well, let's not him, unalive someone without confirming that. Called him an, a complicated fellow. Which is like, dude, you either say, you either call him that or don't use those words. Like, speaking of somebody else, like. May he rest in peace, Ted Thompson. Yes, RIP. So the man's not even alive and you're going to quote him to bash Aaron Rodgers. You say it. 
Mark. Ooh, say it with your chest, Mark. And then Aaron Rodgers was on a promotional Zoom deal for the match that he's going to be in and was talking about how it's been one of those quite off seasons and he's loved it. And I he wore a shirt that I forget what it said. I'm offended. Um, yeah. It yeah. said I'm offended and then had kind like a frowny face or a grumpy face. Explain it to me how it's funny because I looked at it and I was like, this just feels like a 12 year old humor. Like, I, I think that maybe that's why I chuckled at it because I was like, you know, whatever. Because I think that th this whole thing is so pl like played out and it's so drawn out and it's stupid that it's like, figure it out. Either, you know, trade him or, you know, figure it out. Talk to the guy, make something work. Why are we still talking about it? Because this is how businesses run. That is a good point, though, to Christina. Like, if I was the Packers, I'd be like, listen, we screwed up. Is like, are you are you just done? Like, and it seems as though he is. So then figure what it are they out. what in in that situation, Travis, what would they have been saying they screwed up about? What would they have been copping to? Well, I will say Aaron claims that it wasn't the draft pick. So they to, that you didn't tell him. But if I was Packers, I'd be like, well, then we're just not going to trade you. So what is their understanding of Aaron Rodgers' situation? He wants his money, correct? I think he wants out. I don't think it's money. He wants to go somewhere else? Yeah. And they don't want that. And they don't want that. And I wouldn't either. I'd be like, all right, then you got to right, sit so a year. So what do you do? I always think about this in terms of, uh, I don't mean this to sound offensive, but whenever I can't solve a problem, I think about what I would do with Myrtle. Because with Myrtle, it's like if I want her to stay, I have to make staying worth doing. So when I was training her to stay, I would reward her with treats when she would stay. And when she would go, she wouldn't get any food. So I think what the Packers have to do is just start feeding Aaron Rodgers. Should we go to the next topic? Yeah, might as well. Uh, okay, baseball. Baseball yeah, what is, is this? Go, is, uh, so the minor, this was a couple weeks ago now. There was a problem in the minor leagues where I think a number of pitchers were found using illegal substances on baseballs mm. something called spider tack i yes. think yep. is the main one um what is that product intended for because i heard that the people that make spider tack were even like what are they using it for because doesn't it help grip be? the ball better no no i don't think that's what it's intended purpose it's like gorilla people have been using gorilla glue which is oh. obviously not intended for this purpose it's yes. not like um stickum which is made yeah, for yeah, the yeah. purpose of being used on gloves it's like they're i assume it's like an industrial strength adhesive or something uh, it's super sticky paste for improving grip on Atlas stone. So it sounds like it's for, uh, competitive lifters. Oh, hmm. huh. Interesting. Well, competition uh, grade. Well, well, that one would argue. Oh, 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 that no, sorry. Not, it comes in heavy oh. competition grade parentheses, the original and light. Okay. Uh huh. So how much is it? Let's go to Amazon. Keep talking. Okay. Oh, it's, so, um, oh I love how he says keep talking and then, and then, then no. says again. And then starts talking fast. again. We can, we, $20. We can get 20 some. bucks. Okay. So anyway, the league basically, I guess at the beginning of the season, said that this was going to be something they were going to crack down on foreign substance, substances on the ball. When I was a kid, it was pine tar. Um. I assume sometimes it still is, but if you can have gorilla, why use pine tar when you can have gorilla glue? G gorilla glue, glue. There's yeah. too many G's in it. 
spider tack. Um, and so they uh, they cracked down on, or they said they were going to start cracking down on it. And then once this minor league thing happened, it seemed to sort of start this wave because I don't remember who the first player was that brought it up and started talking about it and said something about once those reports came out that the spin rate, because we have so much data now in sports that you can see things like spin rate for certain pitchers uh, going down after they were starting to crack down on these substances, which would uh, suggest that they had previously been using them and benefiting from them, and then when they couldn't use them anymore, things changed. Uh, There are also pitchers who use substances that they say are not to benefit to make their balls go faster, to increase their spin rate, but to increase grip on the ball. The most common combination of substances I've seen when discussing this is uh, sunscreen plus rosin. Because rosin is the only, I believe still, the only approved substance you can use for interacting with the ball. Correct, and Um, sunscreen is something that... Rosin, for those who don't know, is a powder. And so sunscreen would be uh, probably on you. So you can't really get in trouble for like plastering it on your neck. Uh, And it would be oily and could turn, I would assume, the rosin into almost a paste. I just don't see how that would increase my grip if I were oily. But that's me not being a pitcher. So because it's creating more of like a tacky paste. Yeah, I don't think that's... There's so much here, um, but I think my number one thing is like, first of all, Major League Baseball has yet again found itself embroiled in a controversy that is taking over the season and the storylines. There's this. Before that, it was the Astros cheating scandal. Before that, it was that the, the ball was getting juice. There were too many home runs. And I'm pretty sure after that, the juiced home runs thing, they like reef, they studied the ball, then they released the studies, but they didn't have much data in them. What? So, so and here's the thing MLB bought Rawlings. So MLB yes. owns the ball. The company maker. that makes the ball. And that was as of a few years ago. So when they say they don't have the data, they have it. They're just not going to share. That's like saying you're selling your car and they're like, well, what kind of stuff you've done on it? Like, I don't know. I don't have that information. And and maybe in the first year they could have made that argument. But now it's like, okay, you definitely can't say now that you don't know because you run the company that knows. So go find out. But didn't they reformulate? That's probably not the right word. The ball. And then now we've got this season where all these no hitters were happening. And, uh... I suggested on Highly Questionable that if I were a conspiracy theorist, I would say that the ball was changed in a way that led to that. I think what happened, what I think a lot of people said, was the ball came out more slippery, and that's why they started using more substances. One of the other things they said was the seams apparently were lower, kind of, so you couldn't get a grip. So, like, a lot of baseball players would try to use their fingernails to, like, raise up the seams a little bit so they could get the added grip, which is why they went to this substances to help. The thing that it, I just like, there's people who are like, Oh, you can't change this up in the middle of the season. And it's, and again, I see them both as right and wrong. The argument to be made against a pitcher saying you can't make this kind of a change in the middle of a season is like, well, it's not technically a change. It's the enforcing of a rule that has existed that you have been breaking. 
And at any moment that you break a rule, you run the risk of being found out for breaking it and being told you can't break it anymore. The other side of that argument is like if they feel comfortable enough coming out and saying you can't do this in the middle of the season, it's going to change a lot, means that this is a rule that has never been enforced to any sort of degree that makes a difference. And that's what bugs me so much about baseball is that I feel like you hear so much about these unwritten rules of like you can't flip your bat, you can't do this, you can't be disrespectful in this way, it's only right to do it this way, you've got to play the game the right way. But then all these written rules that are like don't put illegal substances on the ball, they're like well we'll just only check every now and then and you can get away with it if you want to and it's just like if you want to be a sport that whose rules are entirely up to whoever's in charge then make it that way but don't unwrite some of your rules and write some of them and don't enforce the written ones but be really serious about the unwritten ones it's like this is supposed to be we shouldn't ever be talking about a sports controversy being in like what's up with the ball that's not good you don't hear that with basketball we barely did it with deflategate and it was annoying because every other quarterback talked about how they like to over inflate or under inflate and my whole point was that it's a rule that's being broken by everybody else but one person is being don't get me back into that I don't defend that man anymore point is when the conversation around your sport is like does the ball get in the way of good baseball that's not that's not a player thing that's not an interesting it's just like fix the ball the other thing that they could easily do is what sports in other countries have done which is change the surface of the ball to make it more easy to grip only they owned the company. There's so know, many right? different If only they had they could... some sort of say in how the ball was made. There are so many different ways that they could alter the ball. Um, so many so that we believe they probably did for a while there. I, it just is like, it just seems like you, it's all depending on who you get as an ump in your game and if they're going to call you out on the thing. It just leaves too much wiggle room for this, like, sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. Sunscreen plus rosin is okay, but you can't use too much sunscreen or you cross a threshold and now it's using an illegal... It's like, what are we all arguing about? Well, it's also funny, too, because everyone is doing it, so none of the teams are reporting it, because if, you, if you're the team that questions the pitcher, then teams are going to start doing it to you. So it's like all the teams are kind of just good with it, but baseball realized that we have a lot of games where there's not a lot of action. And that's what the one thing where it's like, if it was the other way around, would baseball be interfering with this right now? Cause I, the way that I'm thinking that this all makes sense is they just need to change the ball so that it helps pitchers throw better. Well, Cause then it hurts hitters. Who was it that threw out the conspiracy theory that said as if it was fact, who oh, was it's, that? It's the Mets player. It was um, Alonzo. Uh, Yes, Pete Alonzo. Came out and said uh, that the league manipulates or changes the ball based on free agency. <laughs> um, I mean, which is a wild thing. He didn't get fined for it, I don't think, either. That statement. Uh, it felt so brazen that it was almost like he didn't know you couldn't say it. I know that's not, I'm not saying that it's true or it's not true. I'm just saying the way in which he just kind of said it and he didn't couch it and he wasn't like, I'm not supposed to say this. He just kind of said it and it was just almost like somebody leaking an inf information by accident and then being like, oh, was I not supposed to say that we were throwing a surprise party for the <laughs> It's like, no, it's a surprise party. And so the way he said it made me go, is that real? Like, am I supposed I, to know that? It made me believe it more than if he had been like, I don't Peach. know. <laughs> 
supposed to talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was like somebody somewhere pulled him off stage with a hook. Like, hey, you're not supposed to say that part. I don't know. It's uh, it, but that's where we're at. There's just this like lack of trust in. I think as a national resource right now, trust is at an all time low. Maybe not. Maybe I haven't been around for that long, but it sure feels like nobody here trusts anybody about anything except Travis, who trusts who everyone. Trusts absolutely everybody. What really has me perplexed is the pitchers are freaking out about it. Trevor Bauer goes on, I forget what show it was, and they're asking about it. And he goes, I don't know, is this league or not? And he has the ball on his palm and he straightens his hand out and it's sticking to it. And he's like, is this legal or not? He's like, this is just with rosin. If the How? ball's able, if if the ball's able to stick to your hand with just with rosin, then what else do you need then? There's like no it, way a ball would stick to your hand with he's, just. He's claiming that, which whether or not it truly works, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, I get what that you're saying. It does. If the one that's allowed is good enough, then why would you ever need any of these other things? Yeah, and then you got another pitcher saying, "I got hurt because I was, I had to go away." But like. Well, you probably got hurt because you were cheating. Oh, yeah. And Who was that? That's important to me. Tyler Glasnow like, of the Yeah, Glasnow was saying Tyler that. Glasnow said that he, because he had to change the way, is he the one who was talking about sunscreen and rosin? Um, he admitted to using the spider tech, okay. to using yeah, substances. Yeah, because he basically said he had, he, had to change... he had to like switch his grip and how he threw the ball, which is... Yeah, he had to compensate, yeah. which, look, that makes sense. If you've been throwing the ball a certain way uh, for a while, and then you have to change the way you're doing that, especially mid-season... You could get hurt. And what happened was he got hurt. And then he said that he thinks it's directly related to the fact that they made this change. I guess, you know, the argument that I said before is that, like, you've been breaking a rule and now you got called on breaking the rule. It's not like they changed a rule in the middle of the season. They just changed how they enforce it. I understand your point logically, but in terms of, like, ethically, you don't really have ground to stand on. You were breaking the rule anyway and hoping that they were going to continue to not say anything about it which is supposed to be the thing that encourages you to follow the rules. It's like when you get on the light rail in Hoboken and it's like, we might check your ticket. We also might not. And the only reason you buy a ticket is because you're like, because if they come to check it, I don't want to get kicked off. If For the record, the day, Katie always buys her ticket. I don't, right, I don't use the light rail anymore. I only did it when Ashley lived in Jersey City. But getting on without one, I would get nervous because I was like, someone's going to call me out. I don't have it. Um. But that's supposed to be the point. You're supposed to worry that they're going to one day check and you're going to get found out. Not say, hey, you can't check in the middle of the season. Hey, you're not allowed to check on this train. I had a bad day today. Don't get on the light rail today. I buy tickets every other time. And the one time I don't buy tickets, you get on the train. They're going to be like, shut up, lady, and get off the light rail. It's just how it works. But, I mean, injuries to pitchers. We were just talking about injuries to players. By It is in the grand scheme of things, if I'm an athlete who plays for Major League Baseball and Major League Baseball makes a decision that's to save face, not to, that could potentially endanger their athletes by asking them to suddenly care about a thing they've promised them or told them secretly they're not going to care about, they're putting their athletes at risk for the sake of you could argue the game, but you could also argue, like, why didn't the MLB... Every time Major League Baseball makes some takes some sort of action, I'm like, why'd you wait till now? That seems to always be my reaction. It's like, do you have so, such little faith in your ability to control the environment of your sport that you just... You're not... They never take action until it gets to a point where it's like, this is going to become a thing, huh? They really, they really should create a rule book instead of all these unwritten... They should write them all down. Yeah, they really should write down the years. rules and maybe enforce Stop them. Try- 
I just think that it's making people too confused to have to keep track of the unwritten's and also the written. So if you write them all down, there's going to be a lot less confusion. And just enforce them all equally rather than yeah. like, hey, these are the unwritten rules that we heavily enforce. But then there's also some we don't really. But then there's also the written rules that, yeah, we don't care about those. But then there's some that we do. It's like, well, OK, write them all down. I Tell me that's which not ones. Crazy advice. Baseball, I, I'm sorry for being too harsh on you. Write down your rules. The The one weird one is. So they're going to be checking, like, not just the pitcher, but other players. But so let's say I'm the first baseman and I get caught with the substance on it. It goes against the pitcher and the okay. pitcher then because they're looking at it as I'm trying to help him. Huh. So okay. the pitcher then gets removed from the game, not the first baseman. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. I don't Does think Does anything I... happen to the first baseman? I don't believe so. And then there's rules on like sunscreen. So like if you're indoors, you can't wear sunscreen. If it's like at nighttime, you can't wear sunscreen. Excuse me. Past a certain age, sunscreen should be a part of every single person's daily skincare routine. You cannot tell Facts. me that I can't put sunscreen on because of some, what, silly baseball so game? So after sunset Everyone or in... Uh... No. <laughs> what, am I going to wash my face and make sure I take off my sunscreen? Don't have an excessive amount. Don't put banana boat on your face. But if I got a little bit of... What if I, what if I care about my skin? Yeah, sorry for taking, sorry for having a routine. I like a little moisturizer. Like, sorry. Sorry for having a regimen. My bad. <laughs> what, are you going to tell me that I can't use toner? Are you going to tell me that I can't use something else that goes on your, what are the little liquidy ones you put on before lotion? Primer? Concealer? No. No, what are you? Those are makeup. These are you're going to makeup. I'm talking skin care, caring for my skin, mm. putting on some hyaluronic acid. It's a oh, serum. Yes. Serum's the word I was looking for. Can I not use serums? Can I not use lotions? What's happening? Do I have to get an ugly old agey face because the ML, because MLB said I can't wear lotion? I guess so. Well, that's just I'm never gonna pitch. No. See what you just said. I baseball? thought about maybe doing it one day, but now I'm not going to. I hope you're happy, MLB. Good job, baseball. Uh, better story, Francisco Lindor forgot what day it was. This is very relatable. Um, <laughs> it's actually really funny. He was mic'd up and he told one of the umpires, happy Sunday. Uh, he said, happy Sunday. Is it Sunday? No, it's not Sunday. It feels like it's Sunday. And the umpire said, it's Wednesday. It wasn't it Saturday. It was so not even close to Sunday. It wasn't Monday. Sunday. It was Wednesday. But be honest. If you had to pick one other day of the week that had the energy, similar energy to a, a Sunday. It'd be Thursday. Saturday. It'd be Thursday. Thursday. No, I'm like. Thursday is the best day of the week. What? So why is that? Because when you know, all right, tomorrow's Friday, got the weekend by Friday, you're already there. Friday is the best day of the week, then you're already making then, yes, then the anticipation nope. yeah, of the best day of exactly. the week. You can't make Thursday nope, a better because day. Because Thursday, the then you're already looking straight. towards it. I got the plans on Friday, I got Saturday, I got Sunday. Okay, then so then Friday, Saturday, and, and Sunday are then the better days because you're anticipating all of the fun plans you're doing on the better days. Hear me out, and bosses stop listening. Friday, you're like, easy day at work. Can go in, get out early, happy hour, get the weekend started. I hear Mentally, you. You're already there on Thursday. I hear you, but I, I wouldn't like call it the best day of the week. I would call Friday the best day of the week. And then Thursday is looking over the fence to, hey, there's Friday. There's a really cool thing I'm going to week. be doing yeah. on the best day of the week. Once I get over That's the stupid hump. If, if, if uh, 
closeness, proximity to the best day of the week can't make it the best because if you're thinking Friday's the best day of the week, then your argument for Thursday cannot be that because it's close to Friday, it's better than Friday. But Wednesday is like a sneaky day where if you need to slack off, you can. You can. I feel like you can get away with a little bit more on Wednesdays. Monday, somebody's up your ass. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, they're also up your ass. Wednesday, everybody wants it to be Thursday it's the so bad slump. that they're just like, I'll do that email tomorrow. And then Thursday's the day when you're like, got to get this in before the weekend, before Friday, when people go home early. So I would say Wednesday does, I'm not saying it definitively, but it does bring a couple Sunday vibes in the laziness. I can 100% feel that. You could skip an email on a Wednesday. Yeah, but also here's the thing is that for me, it adds the added element of now I have anxiety because I've pushed off some of these things on Wednesday, Mm. which means Sunday's scary, but midday on a Wednesday. I'm feeling the, oh, I probably should have done this. Yeah, exactly. I should have done this earlier in the day. Now it's 4 p.m. on a Wednesday and I'm going to have to do it tomorrow because I have to get it done before the weekend because nobody's going to be around to do it on Friday. I can I can understand this. All right. Well, I'm glad we had this discussion. But for the record, it's Wednesday today. OK, it is it, it. not to them. It's Thursday to them. I was going to say Unless it is. I had no Friday. Oy, now I'm lost again. <sighs> it's a day of the week. Let's take a break and listen to another ad read from a sponsor. Travis, it's Flame Bears, the podcast. How do you want me to tell the people about Flame Bears, the podcast? Uh, according to my sources, you've uh, improved your Boston accent. Oh, you can't say that in the cell because now they're going to be scrutinizing it. I've just I been... said improved. I didn't say uh, perfected. We got to do, it's got to be like a blue collar Boston, like a Revere, somebody who works in Revere. They're like an electrician. I can do that. I was thinking a carpenter. Oh, that's going to be tough, but I can try. Flame Bearers is a podcast championing the women seeking to compete in the 2021 Tokyo Summer Olympics and Paralympics. It shares their incredible, often unheard stories as they light the way for women around the world. Celebrate women athletes who don't receive the media attention they deserve. This is problematic. Damn it, it's going Long Island again. (laughs) Hold on. Are you aware that in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, it's a $400 fine? This is what a cop, it was an actual speech I got from a cop. A $200 fine for traveling in the passing lane. Celebrate women athletes who don't receive the media attention they deserve. This is problematic because representation matters. A lack of representation makes it near impossible for younger girls to see their future selves in someone who doesn't exist today. We all need hope and inspiration right now more than ever. Learn lessons in grit and ambition from these elite athletes. Listen to Flame Bearers on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Is that good? Uh, we can oh work on God. it. He said, eh. He said, eh. But like What's I said, this golf? Tell me this golf. Bruce. What's the golf story? So Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka have had the rivalry go in. It heated up at the U.S. So at- for those who need the context, Bryson's the one who just slams he just, the he's ball. the one who bulked yes. up to supposedly yeah, hit the, the ball pandemic. better and be better mm-hmm. and he hasn't yeah. been better he's just bigger so and brooks is the guy that was already big and was in the he's weight like, room this is my thing he's like hey i'm and already so, the big guy and i'm good at it so back mm-hmm. at the pga there was the video that got leaked of brooks was doing an interview with uh golf channels todd lewis bryson walks by he gets flustered cusses talks about he doesn't like the guy so then it got ramped up, and then at the Memorial Tournament, fans were chanting to Bryson, hey, Brooksy, 
Supposedly, Bryson had people removed that said that. Brooks had fun with it on Twitter with a sponsor of a beer. Won't say the beer's name. They don't sponsor us. Thank you. Nice. Um, and so the U.S. Open begins Thursday. And reportedly, they reached out to Bryson's agent and said, we'd like to pair you with Brooks because everybody wants it. And Bryson mm. said no. Boo to that. I think it'd what be more fun if they if they were together, but just lean into it. Yeah, just lean into it. Lean but into I guess the at the same time, you could argue that like, look, they've got if they don't lean into it now when they're professionally competing or whatever, they can lean into it, build this up and lean into it in the future with the like Tiger Phil thing that turned into a whole money making venture. Yeah, that it would is not a real tournament. It's not actually going to affect them. That's what I th I think you need to kick the can down because if you do it now, it you're paying out. it off, and then it yeah that makes sense going forward they don't care. Yeah, Keep this going know, so that you can make some money give off the of it. People what they want counterpoint. Let us have it. But did he not you know? let you kind of have it by? And also, no I can I can see that by by him declining. And then by Travis, you know, your point saying, well, keep riding it out, letting it build. They're gonna, they, they should give it to us at some point. Just let it build and bubble over and then give it to us. Yeah, but be careful because if if we if we get bored with it and it's golf. So that, it's yes, possible. that's the thing is don't let it play um, out too long because I'll get bored yeah. and I'll stop paying attention. But you have a, just enough of it and then there's a chance that they could get paired on like a Saturday or Sunday. Then they're in contention. And you that get would this, be interesting. That's the payoff. You know what the golf story is I wish everybody was talking about is uh, the book burning, quite frankly. Um, they are, and I know it's very controversial, but they're considering banning books. Huh? The green reading books. So, uh, they have these books now that are like to help with the reading of the green mm -hmm. and you're allowed to use them as it currently stands. Uh, one golfer said that they use them, but they support them not being used anymore. And I should remember it was Xander. Sh it wasn't Xander. Xander it was Shuffle? McElroy. No, it was McElroy. He uses them, but he also was like, I don't think we should allow people to use these anymore. His argument being that knowing how to read a green is a skill that puts you at an advantage if you have it. And having green reading books makes it so that even people who don't have that skill can basically it's fake like it till they make it. It's like spark notes for golfers. Yeah. yeah. So it's like either you read the book or you didn't, but you shouldn't get to. It's not an open book test, basically, as I think I can understand saying. that. I, but also, I don't know nearly enough about the game of golf or what it takes to play it, especially at that level, to, to have a proper opinion as to whether or not they should be allowed to use it. But oh, I, Christina, you can always throw out a take and just throw I, it I, out there. Well, that's what Travis, that's your time. style. My style is I'd rather not build a fire and let it burn, not knowing how to properly put it out. So... Um, well, I can so I can remember, I can agree with with uh, McElroy's statement then saying you know it, it's to your point it's not an open book test it's not fair so be rid here's with the it. thing in 2016 remember was it 2016 or was it 2017 when they changed the putting they made it so that you can't anchor it on your torso I don't We're know exactly go but yes it was it, within 10 years of 2016 yeah somewhere around that side plus or minus uh, they uh, changed that rule and then now a thing that's become common is to lock your putter in and i don't even pretend to understand this as a non-golfer but you like lock it into your forearm and mm -hmm. this is where xander shoffley comes in he is a top 10 putter on tour and he changed the way he puts 
to see what all of the fuss was about because he heard that this was the new thing that people were trying this locking it into your forearm thing and he was like it's an obvious advantage it is an immediate advantage and so then they might have to lock uh make those get rid of that the way they got rid of anchoring uh on your torso and the thing that stood out to me was to hear him say like look I'm already a good putter but if other people are doing this and it's an advantage I don't necessarily want to do it but if they're doing it then I'm going to do it because as long as this advantage is available to me I'm going to take it and it just reminded me so much of baseball and of most other sports which I think is the thing we talk about with steroids a lot which is like it's not necessarily about the guys who are doing it it's about the guys who are not doing it being like I'm never going to get the big contract money. I'm never going to get the, which is why baseball needs to have a commissioner and like a rules. They need to respect rules in a way so that it makes it fair. It's supposed to be the whole point. Because if they don't, if they're like, yeah, you're not supposed to use sticky substances, but if you know enough, you can get away with it. Then it's like, well, if I didn't know enough, then I wasn't getting away with it. And therefore I never got drafted. And therefore it's like the minor league thing and the uh, hearing about coaches that encouraged it and allowed it. It's like baseball's got to fix all of that because otherwise everyone's always going to try to find the next advantage that's going to make them better than the next person that's going to be within the rules but just outside of the rules. The minor leaguers, it's worth, like, for the most part, the risk-reward, it's there. Yeah. Because if you have a good year, you get called up. Given the money that they pay minor leaguers, which is nothing. Which is basically nothing. The incentive to get, I mean, the all of the money in the world is a uh, pretty high. It's either like it's dirt like going or from, like multi-millions. Yeah, it's not like going from <laughs> getting paid a million dollars a year to getting paid two million dollars a year, where some people will be like, eh, not worth it. Integrity. It's like you either have to work a second job or never, your children's children don't have to work. Generational invested, money. Yeah, it's like, of course you're going to put a little bit of gorilla glue on your fingers. Like, why wouldn't you? But it's like, that's the stuff. That Major League Baseball, I just feels like, I feel like they get away with being like, well, we have them in the rules and they're breaking them. And it's like, well, but you're not, the rules aren't made in a way that understands the economy that the sport exists within. The difference here with the golf story, though, is currently as constructed, the putting with the forearm is allowed. So if they were were to do it, to change it during the season, that's where the the golfers have a legitimate claim to, you can't do this to us right now. But I'm saying that like we the thing that is fascinating to me about it is that they changed this thing that was deemed to be an advantage. And it's not like everyone went back to following the rule. I mean, they did. They found the loophole. But they found a loophole. And now we got to look at the loophole and see if the loophole needs to be changed. And then I bet they'll find another loophole. That's how it goes. People are always looking for the thing you forgot to address in the rules. Yeah. Right. But the right way to do that is to then just keep assessing these things and changing the rules. And um, again, just write them down. And I think that becomes easier. Otherwise, it's a lot of it's like if you were taking someone's order at a big table and you got all the way around to like the eighth person. And then the second person was like, actually, I like the way that sounds. Can I get that instead? So now you got to make that edit. And then the fourth person was like, I ordered a Heineken, but I meant to order a strawberry lemonade. (laughs) And then you got to make that edit. And it's like if you write it all down. Who makes that change? At some point, I don't know. They forgot that they quit drinking. (laughs) At some point. Any waitress knows you have to go, all right, well, now hold on. I got to write this down because you're like, I had it all and now too much is changing. Let me just jot this down. So baseball should learn from that. Would you go like, let's say you typically don't write it down. How many people would you then start writing the orders down? Like six people, then you start writing? 
It, de- it, tro- it depends on the restaurant because it depends on, I mean, if you work at a cheesecake factory, I don't know how you aren't constantly writing things down. The menu is too big. Yeah, I would say it there depends on the, the party to- size and the complications of the orders. Like if, if we're if getting real complicated. If it looks like a place that's going to just all order burgers, then I don't even need to remember the order. I just need to remember the temperature. So then I would just be like, that's a medium, medium rare. That's a medium well. That's And if it gets too, I always wished that they didn't all have the word medium in them because it would be a lot easier to remember like blue green purple than different versions of the word medium we should go to a color system i think they do uh our steakhouse did i just never remembered it well it's like sometimes the chefs on sorry blow deck haters like they'll write them down because it's just so much stuff's going on and they're gonna forget yeah that was always me if i was busy and it was a table of eight i would write it down if i wasn't that busy i wouldn't probably need to um but I've forgotten entire tables before. I'm just like, oh my God, I got them waters and said I'd be right back. <sighs> I still well, miss it. speaking I miss of water, uh, didn't Ronaldo hold up a water? Oh, Ronaldo actually Transition. shouldn't be allowed to. That was really good, Christina. Thank you. Ronaldo thinks Christina's I think. Christina's got places to be, apparently. I believe his opinion was that we shouldn't be allowed to drink anything but water. I, th- I think. Was that essentially it? I, I think that's so basically the-, the point he was trying to make, which is very weird. Monday, talking to the media, it's before Portugal's first match. He sat down at the, the media availability table, and there, you know, as we've become accustomed to, because you just get used to these things if you watch sports enough, there was just a number of beverages uh, displayed around the microphone. I, I think maybe originally when it was stuff like Gatorade, it was like they can drink this if they want to. But I don't think I know anybody who's just going to drink a Coca-Cola. It was in a guzzle of Coca-Cola at a press conference. Right before their soccer game. So mm -hmm. I imagine that they're just there to be like, we know you're not going to drink this, but we need to get the product placement on TV because they paid a lot of money for this. He sat down and he moved the bottles out of frame, held up his water and said, water. As in, I guess, I don't want these two Coca-Cola bottles that I don't think anyone was expecting him to drink. I'm going to move them, and I'm just going to drink water. Then (laughs) Coca-Cola saw its share price drop by 1.6% to $55.22, which is then that's still pretty good. Uh, Their market value went from, God, these are numbers, $242 billion to $238 billion. Oh, those poor poor company. How will they survive? Uh, they responded in a statement that everyone is entitled to their drink preferences with different tastes and needs. I'm surprised that they didn't say, uh, and that's why we offer Coca-Cola cherry, Coca-Cola vanilla, Coca-Cola vanilla cherry, Coca-Cola zero. A Euro 2020 spokesperson said players are offered water alongside Coca-Cola or Coca-Cola zero sugar at their arrival. But those are already there, so I'm like, uh bottles were just like yeah these are the people who paid to be here yeah that's what i always thought nick saban at his press conference always a coke right there does he drink it no right well because it's i feel like they could charge more if i'm gonna take a sip of your product that costs a lot more than if you just put it on the camera uh but then pogba removed a bottle of Heineken that was in front of him at a news conference. France midfielder. Paul. Which, again, I think even further proves they know who Pogba is, uh, which, again, pr- further proves my point. I don't think they're there for you to drink because it would be very weird if you got if you sat down at press availability and drank a beer. I, I think that's That would upon. be very strange. It's also worth noting with 
Pogba. No, yeah, I'm getting there. That's against okay. his religion. Uh, it, it's he doesn't drink alcohol. He's a practicing Muslim, and so he got rid of the bottle. It was uh, come to find out, it was a non-alcoholic beer, but he didn't know that. He I've never it. understood the non-alcoholic beer. Oh, I I get it now. Can I explain it to you? Yes, go, please. Imagine you wake up tomorrow and realize that as much as you love drinking, perhaps you love it too much and it's actually a problem and you have to stop doing it. But you love the taste. You would miss the taste of beer every now and then. You've associated so much with that flavor that is, you know, remember the first time you drank beer and you were like, and somebody was like, it's an acquired taste and then you got it and then you liked it and then now you associate it with all different types of things. You miss it. It's like uh, partially when you quit smoking, one of the things you miss is the like action of you don't do that ever again. And so it's just like the action of drinking a beer. And so every now and then Dan will be like, I would love to go sit at a bar and drink a Heineken Zero because the experience of going to a bar is still cool. It's still something you want every now and then. You want to scratch that itch, but you cannot scratch it or it'll be a problem. And it wouldn't work if he just got something else in a can and no i think what's, the, the, what's different about the, what, it they don't what you said that taste makes sense that makes beers. sense yeah i think it's, it's purely it's like mis- yeah it's it, nostalgia it's the taste it's like, of remember it remember when i could do this and nobody and it was fine okay all right keep selling your non-alcohol you've won me yeah. over yeah and also it's you know it doesn't bother you it's not getting in your yeah room. i don't I care drink one by accident i have what? been told that there's certain types of beers it doesn't like you can't do a non-alcoholic bud light it just would be like what is this you it has to be a beer that has like a little bit of like a Mm. You know, like a Heineken. Makes sense. Like a, yeah, I don't know. I'll take your word These for it. just the things I've learned as like an accidental non-drinker now. I've kind of stumbled my way <laughs> into recovery of a problem I didn't have. <laughs> uh, I, had a, I had like a glass of wine the other night and I was like, that's enough for me. You're like, whoa, so I need to slow down. I was like, my cheeks are getting all red. <laughs> It was really fun to feel once again like I uh, had drank it a while. But, you know, that's my life now. I'm just an adult, you know, who's really got her together. Whose back now, is hurting so because you sleep. We're two, No, guys, I have my together. Don't mm. believe any reports to the contrary. Look, we're two and a half hours into this podcast. I don't really want to talk about Christian Erickson right now. I don't, I don't think anybody does. You. I think like, we can we say it was scary. It's good to see that he's... Can I say one thing? Of course. Go for it. You can say two things. Just, I'm the one who said that we couldn't talk about it. One thing I wanted to tweet, but I knew I was going to get lit up for being so soft. And I've been too soft on the internet lately. So I've just, instead of being less soft, I've just been less on the internet. Um, But one thing I wanted to say right after, because I saw so many people reacting to, in case you don't know, Christian Eriksen, who's a midfielder for Denmark, uh, had, it was cardiac arrest, right? They used a defibrillator on the pitch. Yeah, they yeah. Su- he suffered cardiac arrest on the pitch, um, had to have CPR. It was very, very, very scary. Uh, and I saw a lot of people on my Twitter timeline. I had not been watching the game. And I saw a lot of people reacting to it, saying how terrifying it was. And I had this pang of fear of like, whoa, a bunch of people might have just watched somebody almost die. I mean, he te- like he technically was. Well, and then so my second reaction was like, I have to turn this game on. And then my third reaction was like, no, I don't it's a weird thing of working in sports where it's like when something happens and it's like go cover it and talk about it and I was just like I don't think I'm gonna add anything to this conversation it's just gonna scare me and hurt and what I realized was like 
I think when moments like that happen, when we become confronted with mortality in situations where we're not expecting to, and I think coronavirus is like a much more diluted version of this, I think that like we forget that a hug feels nice after that. Like you might think, I don't know, Christian Erickson, I'm not a Denmark fan. I was just barely watching the game. It doesn't, it was crazy and scary, but it really didn't affect me. Um, you might be surprised. Watching trauma can be traumatizing. It's not always. Uh, but the thing I wanted to tweet was like, if you just watched that and you don't feel great, it's okay to turn it off. And it's also to figure out whatever the equivalent of a hug to yourself is and do that. Whether that's like eating a candy bar or making yourself a coffee or going for a walk. Because I just saw a lot of people very sad and scared at the same time on the internet for a very real reason. Uh, and I believe he's okay, right? He's not. Yes. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I guess okay is a relative. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is he currently still in um, like care? Like, uh, yeah. And like he, care the team had spoken with him before they even resumed the game. I couldn't believe that they resumed but, the game. Yeah. So to he's, this point, he's it, doing if, better. Okay. But if you experience something like that, which is very scary, where suddenly you're starting to wrestle with the concept that a player might die right in front of you on the field, um, pretending that nothing happened can end up being more damaging to you in the long run than if you just kind of acknowledge the way that that makes you feel and, like, comfort yourself before. That's why when they resumed the game, I was like, that doesn't seem... The cops are here for me. They're not here for you. They're here for me. So I did, and I didn't I see it live... But you I didn't went. See it live. I went and watched it, and oh, part God. of it was I wasn't sure if we were going to discuss it, and I felt that I needed to know. And part of it is just I think I don't know what the word is, but like I saw the word defibrillator clearly. I know what the word defibrillator is, but it's the first time I've seen it not in a movie or TV show. And it really after I watched it, like I actually like paused it and like I was like. That, like, I can only imagine watching it live. I didn't watch it. Like, it's, it, it, I didn't it, watch it, it live me. either. I saw, I was scrolling through Twitter, and you know how when you scroll through Twitter and you land on a video and it automatically starts playing Ooh, without you yeah, clicking yeah, on yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. That so, should be illegal. Yeah, I, I, I think you can I, turn it off. Yeah, I, I can't figure out I how. I'm going to look settings. into it, but. I, that is what happened. My phone had like stopped on it and I was looking at it and I didn't realize what was happening. And I instantly was like, oh, no, no, no. And I kept scrolling because my instant you know, reaction was, this isn't good. I don't want to see this. And of course, I wanted to make sure he was OK, which is what I checked out after. But Katie, I think your point is so valid where it's just on, on a much smaller scale. It's exactly why, like, there are plenty of people who don't like scary movies for the simple fact me. of, yeah, me too, who I don't like that type of terror. I don't like inserting I have myself in my life. Yeah, I don't, I don't need, need you to like insert yeah. more. I don't like, you know, inserting myself into a situation where I'm unnerved and just scared the entire time. I, I am not that kind of person. And there are plenty of people who, who are like that. And when you see a traumatic event like that, that you are not expecting to see, it's unsettling. 
Well, and there are there are people like first responders, and this is why they get and deserve so much respect, is because when tragedy happens, they run towards it to help instead of running away from it because they're scared. Uh, knowing exactly which one of those people I am is very helpful to me, that like I would love to and I respect and revere the people who run towards it to help. There are emotional situations in which I can do that. In physical terror situations, I get, I, I freak out. It scares me and it affects me a lot. Like it will, it can mess up my day. It can, it, it, it will, it just hurts. And so like, I don't know, if you're, fe- if you were feeling weird when that happened, which I saw a lot of people do, it's like, that's okay and normal for you to feel um, affected by the world around you. And just, you know, be nice to yourself and, uh, if praying is something you do, do that for him. If it isn't, the positive vibes, thoughts, just be nice to each other. I'm a softie now. This is just what we're getting out of the <laughs> pandemic. You're just going to get sad, always ready to cry, uh, freaked out and worried about everybody's well-being, Katie. So enjoy it because this is the brand from here on out. Let me look what else I have left in this notebook that I did want to get to before we go. The... No, we can skip that. NCAA Arizona State. Travis, what's happening? Supposedly they had recruits make some visits during the dead period, and then there's apparently some illegal recruiting after the dead period with this minutia with coaching. It's just a bunch of BS. Is it a bunch of BS that other schools are probably also doing that uh, Arizona State's getting in trouble for? The dead period one, I like to believe that teams actually followed that one. I say like to. Um mm. The other one, I I assume it happens everywhere. The difference is it's Arizona State, and if they get called, it's like, well, NCAA doesn't care to if they they're they're okay to go hard on Arizona State because no one's gonna miss if they're Arizona not State's not there. Like yeah. sometimes being bad and cheating is worse because you're gonna get caught. Where it's like good, it's like, well, well, we, if you're good we, and cheating, why, how are you ki- even good? We kind of need them. Yeah, but what if the only that's, reason you need them is because they're cheating? I agree, but that's I'm really how... sick of people not following rules. I got to be honest. It's starting to really bug me. I'm bubbling up inside. Let it out. College World Series update. The Women's College World Series. Oklahoma won. And uh, this is kind of fun. The game in which... Game two, when they even the series. When Oklahoma even the series at 1-1 had uh, averaged 2.08 million viewers, which was You're better. You're welcome. I like to think it was better, because of us. Of course you do, which was better than the Islanders-Bruins game that aired that day, which was an elimination game in which the Bruins did get eliminated. Now, granted, that score was 6-2, but two of those, I think, were late goals on empty nets. So it's not really as... But it's the... So the anyway, College World Series did better than that. Women's sports viewership is up across the board, which is really great. Um, and exciting. What's not exciting is, um, as Sarah Spain pointed out last week or two weeks ago, times a flat circle, um, the NCAA has signed a deal until 2035 with the stadium that the College World Series was happening in uh, that is less capacity than they could sell tickets for. They basically mm. are limiting them to no growth um for until 2035 which that's is like so many years why from now. wouldn't you yeah so that's not great and so i hate to bring up this new and different and interesting point but the ncaa needs to get it together when it comes to women's sports and other sports in general but women's sports but, so can i put I know, a devil's advocate point. for a second sure 
sometimes having the game that like that's a place that it's been like it's good for them to go like every, they want to go there it's kind of a good great stadium people love it there so yes you could be getting more numbers but maybe they weren't that the reason wasn't oh we're just going to keep them from growing it's it's always been there we like it there i think you're right for the reason of why you would sign a deal i think any deal that is that long feels short-sighted it feels like it's not planning for the long-term growth of the sport I think in a sport where they were actively trying to build upon and capitalize the audience and the attention that they currently have and grow that from year to year for the benefit of the athletes and for the sport itself I don't think you would enter into any long-term anything unless it were like a television contract that is a really good one I don't think you'd want to limit yourself to a small stadium even though it's a great cool stadium the fact that it can't fit the fans that want to go to it already and you want to keep it that way for 14 more years is like a well then when will we be able to prove that the growth and the fans are there like it's just also money left on the table if you can't sell more tickets it seems like, you know, in an argument where how much money women earn for a school is always brought up as the argument of why they shouldn't have things to limit their earning potential in such a way uh, on an event where they could sell those tickets. seems like, well, then don't you throw this back in our face when we don't have haven't brought in the money. I don't disagree there. Retweet. Yeah. Retweet. Um, what else do I have on my list? Oh, NBC had to cancel a slip and slide show because everybody got diarrhea. What? <laughs> oh, man, Travis, I would have figured you saw this one. I figure you have a Google alert set for diarrhea. Let me find it. Wait, they, so and they got diarrhea the after this happened? NBC's ultimate slip and slide series halted after explosive diarrhea reported on set. Oh, no. Let me tell you all the... Was the event catered? Because we need to know where they got the food from. On Friday, The Wrap reported that production on the upcoming NBC Universal reality series has been indefinitely suspended. Is it a reality series or a game show? It's a little confusing. Indefinitely suspended following an onset outbreak of Giardia, a microscopic parasite that can cause diarrheal disease. If swallowed, that sentence as a whole, that, I don't ever want to see again. Nope. And that Earth. just says a lot. How did everybody get Speaking it? Of Who holes, catered this? Health and safety of everyone on our set is our number one priority. So out of an abundance of caution, we have made the decision to stop production of Ultimate Slip and Slide at the current location. We are in the process of determining next steps to complete production. Originally scheduled to premiere on NBC Sunday, August Modium. 8th. That's the next step. What? Modium. Modium. <laughs> Uh, it features teams of contestants competing in a variety of challenges in a water park filled with rides based on the backyard game from Whammo. According to an NBC oh. press release, the series blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, it's like they all got diarrhea. Awful explosive diarrhea. People collapsed on set. As many as 40 crew members Sis. were affected. They're forced to run into porta potties. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. You have to go to a porta potty. Well, I mean, if you've seen Bridesmaids, you're not forced to run into porta potties. You can just you, sit down you right could in the just do it anywhere. And their, their um, biggest yeah. worry was COVID. I mean, wow. How do you get something like this? I trying to not would get? like to know who. Why did you have Skyline bringing, Chili yeah, catered? Where did where are we bringing the luncheon for the crew? Because don't go there ever again. Ron Funches, who I adore, I guess was um, ho- is hosting 
or maybe co-hosting and the picture that they used of him in the in the article about how it got shut down is just Ron Funches being Ron Funches where he's just like smiling and looking at the camera <laughs> and he tweeted I love that they used a picture that makes me look proud did I have owner of explosive diarrhea water park on my vision board no I never dreamed that big now that's funny. Uh, so yeah, that's oh, and it's Bobby Moynihan. I didn't recognize him. The that. next, the next read that we have is just the perfect timing. I can't believe you guys didn't know about this. I thought it. I turned my alerts off. Oh wait, I... they told us to talk about the bear, the 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 beer snake, at the Cubs game. Did you see that video? Yeah. Of where they made the. You don't seem you very enthused like about it. Like yeah. I'm over you seem it. like the kind of guy who would love this. I'm, I think I'm over this, it. Who initiates You're this over the beer at snake? the stadium. Who's like, let's beer snake. Yeah, I think I'm over it. Explain why. Okay. He won't. It's always talked about on Twitter. Every, it shows up. Yeah, and it's like I'm, also, like, so now you have to stand there and hold it during the game. Also, have you ever seen, if you look closely when they show those videos where they scan down this, and it looks like everyone's holding it, there's always sections of the snake where it's come undone. Yep. And someone's old beer and backwash is leaking out onto the shoulder of somebody. And it's just like, yeah. it gets sticky, and then everybody smells like beer. That's how this diarrhea breakout started, Yeah, that's how probably. you get Giardia. <laughs> yeah. you Apparently. Share, you make a big old beer snake. <laughs> Uh, yeah, look, I'm like, I get it. It's like the wave. Where like, I was just about to say it. it's the like wave the wave. is and stupid, then, by the way. And then it was cool to say it was stupid. And then now it's just like, if you get worked up either way about it, just like, let it be. If they want to build it, let them build it. Um, I think it usually, I'll tell you what, you're not going to see them do that at a, at a game where there's a lot of action. It's tough to focus that hard on building with strangers. Uh, yeah. Get rid of like the tower of spider tack like and watch those focus. go away. Yeah. Anyway, that's that. That's our discussion of that. I bet we let that guy down. The guy who wanted to hear us talk about that. That was pretty bad. So let's let everyone down and end it. Um, oh wait, we got to do one more ad read and then also a voicemail. What? What? Today's podcast is also brought. Oh, Carly Lloyd made history. I don't know. Felt important. She's because she was old as hell at thirty-eight years, three hundred and thirty-two <laughs> days. I love the way they're like old, gray, Carly Lloyd, the oldest woman. She's very elderly. She was out there with her The old, frail old. Carly Lloyd. Like, no, she's fine. Yeah, she's fine. She's good. Let's go. What, she's great. Uh, today's podcast also brought to you by Meundies. It's Travis, what? What's up? Oh, MeUndies, that's why you were talking about the... See, once you bring up diarrhea on this podcast, you lose Travis for the rest of the... That's <laughs> all he's going to think about is pooping. Travis, what do um, you want me to do, bud? As if you're a needy primary guest on Below Deck. Excuse me? Hi, sorry. Ah, are you busy? Okay, I just have a tiny little request. So, summer is coming in hot, literally. Um, but with me undies, breathable and soft as heck fabrics, you can soak up the sun and feel cool for the summer. And so I was just wondering when you get a second, because I really don't want to be difficult. Um, could you iron all of my underwear in my bag? And actually, before you do that, I'm going to need you to wash it because it's all dirty. And so just like wash <laughs> and iron all of my me undies. Um, and what you'll find in there, though, a fun benefit is that it's like you'll see I have a mix of classic colors and adventurous prints, which is like it's almost going to be fun for you to wash and clean all of my underwear. And then don't forget to iron them because wrinkles aren't sexy. OK, <laughs> thank you so much. Um, 
it's just important for me. Sorry, before you. It's just important for me to be able to express myself in a unique way. Like, you get it. Yeah, you totally get it. Also, stop laughing. Can I also just get a mimosa before you do the laundry? Yeah, it's super important. Because, like, MeUndies believes that comfort is about more than what's touching your skin. It's about feeling comfortable in your skin. And that's something I heard on a podcast. And I really sort of made that my my motto of the year it's like the year of me you know and me has me undies and me undies need to be washed and ironed by you who is not (laughs) me it's the year of me you know they're designed to be the softest thing you've ever worn don't wear them they're for me they're the softest thing that I've ever worn it was the proverbial you. Uh, MeUndies are energized by creativity, just like me, and just like that cocktail I would love for you to go get for me. Can I get a mojito that's energized by creativity? Thank you so much. Um, and it's made for self-expression. And look, people might say that I'm demanding because I need this underwear to be available in sizes like extra small to 4XL. And maybe I am being demanding. But you know what? MeUndies understands me and they offer it in those sizes for me. I want what I want. And I've worked really hard for it. And so I won't be made to feel bad about it. And I will expect you to deliver me all these things I'm asking for with a smile. Because MeUndies has countless styles and prints to choose from. So you're, if your buns can have more fun, then so can your face okay don't just smile with your asshole MeUndies <laughs> has a great offer sometimes I think you guys aren't listening so I gotta toss those lines in there it is a bring but us I love back that you in. do both you mute yourselves so it sounds like I'm just making jokes to crickets MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners for any first-time purchasers you get 15% off and free shipping which if you think about it basically makes me like Mother Teresa like I am taking full price underwear and I'm giving them to you you're not getting them damaged they're perfectly good underwear and you get 15% off of it so basically I gave you money so you should ship that money back to me because I want to spend it 15% off and free shipping. They also have a problem-free philosophy. So if you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they'll refund or exchange it. No caveats, no questions. And I think like, to be honest, that's like my type of business. Like I'm demanding, yeah, but like the customer is always right. And like MeUndies says that that's the case. And that's why it's the only underwear I'll wear. And so um, were you able to make the cocktail for me? And then also, okay, Okay, and then also, could you, um, have you guys managed to figure out how to make the, has the chef come up with the recipe for the dog's dinner tonight yet? I would love to take a look at that because she's been having a real problem with sweet potatoes. And I just feel like it's going to be more of a mess for the people that are going to have to take her on a boat to go poop later if she eats a sweet potato. And so, but the problem, but squash is fine. Like squash, and I think summer squash, we're on the fence about zucchini, but She's fine with a bunch of other vegetables that seem to be kind of related to a sweet potato, but I don't know much about them. But anyway, if we could walk through that menu, it would be really great. Um, if you want to get your 15% off of your first order and free shipping, just go to MeUndies.com slash Nolan. And if you could just do this like pronto, would be great. Thank you so much. You are such a sweetie. Oh my God, I'm so demanding. I can't stand me. That was incredible. Did I say MeUndies.com slash Nolan? Did I say that? MeUndies.com slash Nolan. That's me saying it. Voicemail! Hi, Christina, Katie, and Travis. Oh! I'm Amber from PA. Um, I'm on my way to my sister's baby shower. Amber. And I'm going to be seeing most of my family, which I haven't seen in many years. Um, 
And some things have changed in my life since I've seen them, including both of my arms are now completely covered in tattoos from shoulder to wrist. Um, and my family, mostly the older generation, disapproves of tattoos. So my question is, what are some things in your adult life that take you back to, like, when you were, like, 16 or had to, like, hide your illegal belly button ring from your parents that you face in your adult life um, that you maybe don't like to talk to your family about or feel anxious about showing your family for the first time? Um, maybe I'm just being irrationally anxious about this for no reason. But, um, yeah, let me know some of the things you might not like to show your parents or grandparents. Um, I am, I'm 25, so I feel like I shouldn't be anxious about this, but I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Thanks. Love you, mean it. Bye. It's not just you. It's not just you. <laughs> I actually think science has shown that when we go back to times in our life that are associated with like a age, or like a role, like if you're the baby in your family and you go back for Thanksgiving, you act like the baby again. You like fall back into the routine or the role that you played last time you were in that situation. So it's not just you. Uh, when I was in college, what was her name? Amber. Amber? Amber. Uh, love you and mean it. Uh, when I was in college, and I mean, obvious disclaimer that I think everyone should know by now, don't smoke, but I did, and I knew that my mom would kill me for that, and so every time I would go home, it was this dance of, like, I hope my mom doesn't smell it on me, and, like, if I had to sneak out to go, and I thought I was getting away with it, and in my head, I was just like, there's no way. She uh, Now that I'm you know, on the other side. I'm like, yeah, you can smell it all the time. There's no way she didn't know. But she would also say like, let me come to your apartment and help you clean. And I was yeah, like, she's going to no. find old packs of cigarettes and I'm going to get in so much trouble. Uh, and I just got, you just, you know, what trouble can you get in is the thing that is always fun to ask yourself when you're, you know, 25 or older, when you're like, what do you mean trouble with your mom? What is, what is it? Is she going to ground you? She can't do anything. But I'm always like, yeah, I don't know that I have that Catholic guilt that I'm like, I just don't want you to be mad at me, even though I'm doing the thing that you said you'd be mad at me if I did. I'm hoping that my actions don't affect your opinion of me, <laughs> please. And it's like, eh. But I think, you know, I bet your tattoos look cool. I bet your arms look like 100% cooler than they did before they were covered in tattoos. And they make you happy. They can be, yeah. And they aren't like smoking in the sense that they aren't actually bad for you they aren't like a habit that you shouldn't have picked up they are art you have you know made your body into the reflect what you want it to look like and so I think the cooler you can be with it and the more you can be honest about how happy it makes you then it's like if they don't accept it why because somebody told them that they're not you're not supposed to do that like they need to have a better reason than that you know yeah no I completely agree I think Honestly, I mean, thinking back, I don't think there are too many things that growing up, I was never allowed to get my belly button pierced. My parents said, once I turned 18, I can tattoo, pierce my body however I wanted. But if I was living in their house, I had to follow their rules. And I just, I never had the desire to get body piercings. Um, I don't have any tattoos. I think they look phenomenal on other people. I just don't know what I would ever get on my body. So I don't have tattoos. I don't have very many piercings. I literally only have my ears pierced one hole. Um, so I don't think there's anything that I 
have done or do regularly aside from going to the gym that yeah, goody two shoes we know i just it, I, you can't answer the question no i just i think to hide that, anything from your parents no i think that there so i think that i'm going to take a different approach with this because i think for for someone who you're going to a family event whether it be a reunion a birthday party a wedding where you're seeing a, a baby shower. A baby shower that you're seeing a bunch of people you haven't seen in a long time i think that whether you are covered in tattoos have new piercings dyed your hair gained weight whatever it is Things like that are, you know, stressful and they're anxiety inducing. And I think for me, I've always had such a terrible image, like self image of like my body. I've always felt uncomfortable. I I always have this like I'm larger than I think I am. I've always struggled with like my body issues, my weight, going to the the actual gym, working (laughs) out because I am not built like my mom and my sister. My mom and my sister are very thin, size zero. I am very much built differently than them. And so growing up, having that being the body image I wished I could have been was very stressful for me thinking of we're on family vacations. We're taking pictures. Now there's a big family reunion. And what do I wear that's going to make me look like my mom and my sister, but I'm looking like the larger version of them. So my anxiety stems from a different type of how do I cover myself up so I fit in with my family too. So I'm not looked as like the outsider or, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not as in shape or whatever it is. So I think that there's not necessarily something that I've done as far as tattoos or drinking or smoking or whatever it is. It's simply what do I wear so that I feel comfortable so that I'm not, yeah. you know, you know what I mean? So like, it's like minimize drawing attention. It, yeah, to exactly. In a way that's looking out for yourself. Exactly. You comfortable, not because you're trying to hide anything, but just because you're like, I'll be uncomfortable if I walk in there. Exactly. You know, like in this prime outfit. example, Fourth yeah. of July is a huge picnic gathering for my family. Everybody comes big pool party pool party I have to wear a bathing suit oh my god I'm in front of my entire family aunts and uncles and cousins and everybody is there and I don't I don't love the way I look in a bathing suit I've never felt comfortable in a bathing suit and so situations like that are anxiety inducing for me and I think that for Amber walking into a family setting where you're instantly like how are they going to look at me especially because I'm wearing something, I'm, I'm something different than what they have in their mind. And I think that you just need to think that your tattoos are beautiful, who you are is beautiful. And, you know, your family isn't going to... This is your family. Yeah, this is your family. People who should love you no matter what you do. Exactly. Depending on the dynamics of your family, if you have a family like mine who makes fun of each other (laughs) when they see something different, keep that in mind. And also, it's a good exercise in boundaries. Exactly. They should respect, and a lot of time families don't, but they should respect if you say, hey, this actually is, you're hurting my feelings when you make fun of this. Like, I'm a little insecure about this and yada yada, don't make fun of me. They should be like, okay, all right, fine. Uh, But... But yeah, I think there's something to Christina. I, I'm just feeling sad because I don't want you to feel like you don't look beautiful. Oh, no, I just, it's it's, yeah, that's how I relate right where I, that is where my yeah. anxiety stems from. And I think that, you know, as someone is, Self-care. you know, yeah, I think that you just need to reflect and say, you know, this made me happy. This decision I made, whatever I'm wearing, whatever, you know, the tattoos you have, the piercings you have, 
the, you know, what, whatever it is, you know, that makes you happy and it makes you you. And so don't, I know it's, you know, it's easier said than done when you say, oh, don't let that fuel your anxiety. Like, oh, don't like, let your family make you feel like, you yeah, have to be exactly. Like, don't, don't let other people put you down. Like, it's yeah. so much easier said than done. But just know that, you know, that decision makes you happy. You like the way they look. And so if somebody else doesn't, you know, bye you know like their opinion love, shouldn't matter as much i love travis having to go last on this trav what do you got retweet <laughs> oh that is i would say one little thing though maybe we should do if you like send a photo of yourself like so like so they can see like a little bit of the tattoo Mm. give them a little heads up before you get there yeah but see again if you have a family like mine that gives them time to workshop jokes exactly and yep. of each other so that when you arrive they're right, well, only back to my throwing heat retweet. they're only throwing heat because every now and then if they tell a, a bad joke I can jump in and be like oh that's not then I can you know have the upper hand but if all their jokes are good and workshopped and it's, the script's been They've punched up I can't, this. Yeah. I can't come back against that like like nice Travis, thanks so much for saying like. That's what I'm here for. Uh, you know what, guys? Six hours feels like a long enough podcast. That's it for this week's edition of sports. And that's that's actually correct, this week's edition, because you're only getting one. But again, it's the size of two. So who cares? We talked about a lot of stuff. I have anxiety over some of the things we talked about because I feel like if I didn't communicate perfectly that I'm going to get yelled at. So just be nice people. Shout out to MeUndies. Shout out to Flame Bears. Shout out to Simply Safe. Shout out to Below Deck. Oh, love Get Below Deck. You know what? You all should watch it. Stop complaining. We talk about it and go watch it. They should let yeah. us do like a, a post-show show. I don't... Travis, you just do this thing where you reach, you know, <laughs> you get an inch and then you're like, I'm going to take a mile. It's like, I don't think they should let us do anything. Swing the back, Katie. talking about it. The right... Uh, shout out to The Right Time with Bamani Jones. I think we're getting close to getting Bamani. And so supporting him... Actually, if I'm being honest, because Travis, you wrote this, we're getting a little further away. He didn't respond to one of my text messages. But we will get closer again. And the way for us to do that, I'm way too honest on this podcast. The way for us to do that is to support his podcast more vocally, but not in a transparent way. Do it earnestly. Tell him what you love about his Be podcast. Casual. And also mention that you are a sports fan and that you see a lot of similarities. But, not, in but our make podcast. sure it's a sports fan, sports not fan. sports but, fan. And he might. And but so and it's just, you know, be cool. Yeah, just be cool. Just be cool. Big thanks to you guys for listening and being cool now and again later on a different streaming service or two. Maybe you could even listen to it on the streaming service that just gave a podcaster who was a woman, what, 50 million, something like $50 million? To 60 do million. For them? 60 million. Christina, congrats. 60 I million. I wish. Can you imagine? Ugh. To do her podcast just for them. I, I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand. Do you have to show that your listeners are using your promo codes and buying the products you're advertising, or do you just have to show numbers? Do you have to show that, hey, advertising on this podcast leads to an increase in sales, or do you just go, hey, this many people listen or hate listen, it doesn't make a difference, this many people listen to this podcast? Do they take into account whether or not people skip the ads? Because then I'm like, I think most people skip the ads, but in certain podcasts, <clears throat> they're incentivized not to. I just wonder all these things when I see people getting $60 million through their podcast for one... So since you can get this podcast on multiple streaming services, please do that. Go to any service you like and you can, you're free to do that because we're not, 
we got no strings to hold us down. Or you could listen to, you could leave us a nice review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Travis is asleep and it's really throwing me I'm off. I'm not asleep, but this, this person's username. And we love them like this one from, oh boy, um, <laughs> Hyphogen, this person Hyphogefiner just. bad behuxed. <laughs> yep. It's a lot Hyphogefiner of letters. bad <laughs> That says, have been listening to this podcast probably since it came out or shortly after. It's kind of cool. Would totes recommend. And you know what? That's the energy I'm talking about with be cool. Just be, yeah, cool, just be cool, dude. I've been listening to this podcast for a while. Maybe not forever. Am I have been listening to it the longest? Probably not. But I like it. I would recommend it. On with their day. I'd like to think that guy then left and wrote a bunch of other reviews for other people's podcasts and then went and took a walk with his dog and said, look at that flower. It smells nice. And then they both smiled and laughed together. Probably. That's what I'd like to think. <sighs> Lastly, don't forget that you can always uh, leave a message of the voice variety on our answering machine device. It's not a physical device. It's like a service. So on our answering digital. machine service, our digital answering machine service brought to you by Beep. They don't sponsor the podcast. 860-506-5571. Say goodbye, Travis. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Christina. Bye. Bye. I'm going to go take Tylenol. I love you. I need it. <laughs>